You are now listening to Feeding and Off Each Other. Welcome back. back to another episode of Feeding Off Each Other, the weekly pod where we feed off the talent, humor, knowledge, and awesome stories of our guests. I'm Matt Dennison. I'm Matt. What did you say? What did you call me earlier? Uh, the shoeless. Oh Dennison. yeah, Matt, the shoeless Dennison. I'm so sorry to yeah. everybody in the room. I don't have shoes today. This podcast is directed by uh, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, yeah, we just we went on a ride. I'm dirty. <laughs> I'm joined as always by uh, Jason Perfect Spiral Lucas. Mm. Throwing around the old pig skin last night on the way home. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, I'll admit. And yeah. if you have forgot uh, or not a, a regular listener of the podcast, Jason has a football background. You may not know about that. Yeah. You may not know that about him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did not show last night, I'll tell you what. <laughs> and we're joined, as always, by our homie. David introduces himself multiple times, Wiggins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I ran into a few people last night, and I introduced myself, and they were like, yeah, yeah, man, we've met. <laughs> and I was like, cool, cool, cool. You stupid. Awkward. But I just don't assume someone even remembers me. Yeah, it's real awkward. Just say yeah. nice to see you. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. That's then the Conan I, O'Brien But then chair. I don't learn their name. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, maybe just try harder then, I guess. All right. <laughs> We're at the uh, Crankworks, uh, we're, yeah, this is the Crankworks extravaganza, and we are at the Ava Hotel, once again, room 420, mattress stuffed in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and great. we've converted this place into a set. It's wonderful. It, it is wonderful. I think uh, people, everyone who's coming here, except this guest, has told us what a <laughs> good setup it is, and they're surprised That's that true. we went for the effort. That's true. Today's guest did not compliment the set. That's okay. <laughs> Maybe it's coming. He's saving it for the pod. I appreciate that. I'm just a little guest. overwhelmed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's that voice? Let's identify the voice. Yeah. It, oh, actually, do we have a, a fun Did fact. you want to drop the fun fact before the intro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the new, that's the oh, new way. Oh, I, I took a peek at the fun All fact. All righty, Rue, you mother chothers. It's time the for the fun fact of the week. Wait, that was really fact. Bad. You want to hit it again? Hit it again. All righty, Rue, you mother chothers. It's time for the fun fact of the week. Fact. fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, the fun fact of the week is Santa Cruz is home to the mystery spot, a gravitational anomaly that has baffled visitors for decades. It's a circular area in the redwood forest where the laws of physics seem to be distorted. Visitors experience strange phenomena like leaning at extreme angles without falling, objects appearing to roll uphill, and changes in height perception. While it's an optical illusion, the mystery spot continues to amaze and entertain curious visitors. Fact. Wow. Oh, yeah. man. I hope today's guest knows about this spot. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to really, know more. Yeah, and I want to visit together. I, I had no idea. Well, it's good you brought up Santa Cruz, Dave, because mm-hmm. our guest resides there. Oh, what are the odds? What are the odds? And I'm going to intro him. Our guest today is a writer, director, producer, and general filmmaking savant. He has created some of the absolute best commercial projects and short films you've ever seen for brands like Specialized, UFC, Apple, and Google. His ability to blend incredible visuals, captivating storytelling, and comedy is second to none, and we're thrilled to have him on the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Santa Cruz, mystery spot, it's Ian Schiller. That was that was quite the intro. Uh, I can correct a lot of that if you want. Okay, but, go ahead. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know if I did. We did some work for Apple a long time ago. I was I really wouldn't classify it as anything like Fuck. movies <laughs> making or anything like that. We're just shooting people ride bikes or skateboards and stuff like that. So I just want to make wow. that clear. Already right. deflating the balloon. Eh? No, I yeah, I have a real hard time talking about myself in some ways. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, most of the creative stuff has been uh, the the sort of the ads and stuff in the bike industry. The UFC stuff was really like making TV shows and stuff like that. But we we can get into all that sort of stuff. Oh, we so, will. Uh, yeah. And uh, the mystery spot, I've lived in Santa Cruz since October of 1999, and I've never been there. Oh, what? No <laughs> way. Too scared? No way. Uh, it's just kind of like one of those things, like, you know, it's like, I don't know if this is true or not, but like, Parisians don't go to the Eiffel Tower, you know? Like, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's, it's there, you know? Like, I I forgot it was there until you said it was there. It's kind of off in the mountains a little bit. You got to hit it up. Yeah. Yeah. Fact. Sure. Fun fact. Do you yeah. believe in it? Do you, does it seem like nonsense to you? I mean, it kind of describes the town in general. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's an interesting interesting spot, Santa Cruz is, and uh, it's getting more interesting. And so uh, I think the perception of weirdness around the mystery spot can filter out to Santa Cruz in general. Hmm. Is this, like, uh, similar to the vortexes in Sedona? What? Uh, Remember the... You, uh, yeah, I know there. Yeah, I mean, is it, like, the same kind of thing where there's uh, physics doesn't work the same... What is it? You lean over and you just stand upright? The, I don't know. Right? I thought the vortexes in Sedona were more like a way to like connect with like otherworldly beings, yourself and the earth in like different ways. And there's like super energetic spots and like people make rock formations around them and stuff. Is that similar? Um, I could be also totally. I have no idea. I think uh, we should get a permit and do a podcast in the spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Next it's year. it's like I think it's like construction built in a way that's like um, kind of how they filmed Gandalf to be big and like Frodo to be small. I think it's like the way they build all these mm. sort of like rooms For, and stuff. Force perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the word. Uh, force perspective. So I think a lot of that's force perspective on on how everything is so bizarre. But but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm go with it. It's, Fully interdimensional gravitational rifts into another zone, <laughs> Ghostbuster style, astral projecting. Yeah. <laughs> Any astral projecting on the trails today? We rode by you on Dark Crystal, huge paddle up to uh, was it's not the top of Blackcomb, but uh, it's, it's three quarters pretty away? far up there. Like that was a seven hundred meter climb. So what's that in feet? Like twenty four hundred feet? Yeah, that's a, that's a grunt. It's a little easier on an e-bike, but, uh, I have a small motor e-bike, so, uh, it's still, you still got to put some effort in, Yeah, but, yeah. uh, I've been kind of like on the couch working a bunch. So it was good to get out today and get some fresh air and make my, dip, make my way down that trail. You know, so how was it? I'm getting better. It's like I said, Santa Cruz is uh, a lot faster, not as much tech. Uh, I ran into some dudes who work at Santa Cruz bikes and we were like, Whoa, it's like how do you do this so i i think it's like my third time down dark crystal all in total all in total uh the second time was with matt hunter had a 20th year retros like everyone came together for his 20 year at specialized and so we all went down there's like 100 people on the trail and uh this week yeah it was two days ago oh and uh it was a lot of fun but my definition of hell are group rides so i was like (laughs) i was thinking about that today i was like oh this is slow and then we saw you only like two hours ago not even two hours ago it was yeah 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 it was like an hour and 20 minutes until we had to record and now we're here (laughs) yeah yeah i know solid turnaround i had to like go grab a mcmuffin or something like that i was like i need some food yeah yeah we slammed some pizza on the way here yeah no it's cool though it's good to see you guys and it's the trail's a lot of fun i mean uh i know scott veach guy who built the trail because he built some trails in santa cruz and um yeah it's a fantastic trail it's world-class for 
for sure. But it's definitely like all the rock rolls are good. Um, one of the rocky chunk sections, I was like, yeah, I don't know about that yet. And then there's that one sort of like, I don't know, I guess that last rock roll is like, yeah, I don't know, not, not quite yet. So, but yeah. So today we want to visit, revisit a lot of your past work. And yeah, I'm down for that. we have some clips to watch. It's, I feel like this is going to spark a lot of conversation, but maybe to like kick it off, let's talk a little bit about your background in film and mm-hmm. how you got started. So like we build a little background with our audience and then get into these clips. Yeah. Um, how did it all start? It's so long ago. Um, I was in college, uh, again, this is a long time ago, and a friend of mine, Taylor Congdon, and he did all the, um, I think he did Chainsmoke 2, I think he also did, um, real good friend, uh, I went to, he, was, he wasn't in college, but I, you know, I was in college with him, and he, uh, he also did all the uh, Moto movies, like Moto 1 through 10. Any relation to Kim Congdon? I don't think so. Okay. What King Kong? King <laughs> Congdon? He's a beast on a bike. I don't know. Like, the guy's really solid. He used to be a professional downhiller and stuff. But anyways, I saw he came to our uh, uh, house one day, like, in college and played this. I was uh, pretty fucking blown away, to be honest with you. Like, oh, that could be a job. And um, it started a long journey into, like, self-teaching. And, and again, this is, this is still the 90s, so, like, you don't have this sort of stuff. And so I think Premiere One had just come out. And so I had this little crappy... I guess they're called dad cams now. Yeah. But I had this gorilla cap. You mean one of these things uh, right here? No, it's crappier than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I basically, cam. I was like working to specialize in the marketing department. I was teaching myself. I bought an iMac special edition DV with a 20 megabyte, 20 gigabyte hard drive. Uh, and I just started teaching myself. And um, it took a long time. I mean, I guess the smarter thing would have been to go to film school or something like that. But I wanted to live in Santa Cruz. I wanted to ride my mountain bike. I wanted to surf. And um, I did that, started teaching myself. I actually think I went back to junior college for, again, you can cut me off at any point here. but uh, Let it roll, man. Uh, I went to junior college for like six months, and I was like, that's ah, stupid. Went to get to master's degree for a year. I was like, that's ah, stupid. And so um, basically I just taught myself. I uh, ended up working for Specialized, coming back to Specialized and doing their commercials. They weren't entirely happy with their agency at the time. And um, I did like four or five Tour de France commercials. It took me um, a long time to get them done. So I, I, I was pretty naive. And so I would just do most of it myself. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you'd get one 30-second spot. It'd take me six months to do it. And um, eventually start meeting people. And uh, I had friends that helped me, too. I had some friends that went to film school, and they were, they were, like, directing Audi commercials and doing all sorts of big stuff these days. But I taught myself... Um, and then leadership changes over there. Then I sort of go away, and then uh, I started working for the UFC, which was kind of nice. I mean, it was um, different work. I was holding a camera versus uh, writing and directing. And uh, so I'd work for the UFC. I did a couple of news shows, like like TV-type shows, like where you kind of profile the fighter, did that, and then ended up working for Embedded. Um, and so we'd follow fighters around all week. And then at some point, I just couldn't take it anymore. Not because not it's it just kind of repetitive you know you mm-hmm. just kind of like you just kind of like go through phases like yeah I can't do this anymore so then I applied for the mountain bike marketing position I didn't know if I wanted to do film and um, this was maybe like five or six years ago and um, I won't get into those details but I didn't get the job <laughs> I specialized <laughs> yeah that? yeah I didn't get the job and I, I I grew up in Morgan Hill so that's also the backstory I grew up in Morgan Hill oh, I knew about okay. specialized my first job out of high school was at specialized and my first real job out of college was at Specialized. 
I've known Mike since I was 17. Wow. Mike is the uh, CEO, specialized. Yeah, owner Mike Senior. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I, I know, I know a lot of these people for a very long time. Um, and so I didn't get the job, and uh, I kind of like ran my mouth a little bit, which is a problem trying to figure out how to get around. Ran like ran your mouth how? Um, yeah, uh, I was a little critical of how they wanted to like the presentation of like we want to do this for the new stump jumper, and it was like that's not going to work. Mm. And I think there was, I think there was, um, this is going to, I always say this is getting into the academics of things, but I think there was like a disconnect between like where mountain bike was heading and where specialized head was at and kind of like race Sunday, sell bikes on a Monday type of thing. But it's like trail buddy Sunday, you know what I mean? Like the sport had been sports changing. And mm -hmm. so it was getting a much more aggressive, much more trail oriented, and it was just something I noticed, even though I was kind of on the outside of things at that point, always still riding. And then so they just said, hey, do you want to do the commercial for a stump jumper? And I was like, sure. And so here we are, you know, five. Well, I'm not working for them anymore, but that. What the heck was Jesus. that? Oh, oh, that yeah, that's, that's not it. I mean, that was the first the first stump jumper film where we kind of like. Th yeah, I mean, this could get in. This can go several layers deep because this is like the first stump jumper film. Um and it was a big risk for them to take. They saw it on the first cut, and they were just kind of like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and not, which, it's not that one. Which was, the, yeah. which was the one you're talking about? Just go Stump Jumper, search Stump Jumper uh, Specialized. I mean, it is, it, it throws, I mean, how do you say this, filtered. <laughs> uh, it pokes one at Specialized. It undermines them in some way? Or? No, I think it's just kind of like, it's, I think it was kind of the first is sort of thing. with this guy? Uh, not the old guy, but the guy, the one up top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it kind of talks. Don't I think it jump. speaks mountain bike. I think it speaks basically what people wanted to hear at the time. Sick of the marketing. It had reached a plateau. I think the peak of it was SRAM's, nine, you know, bottom bracket spindle that was machined to like 90.99% millimeter precision. It's like, oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, like marketing had reached a yeah. plateau at that point. Sure. And yeah. so this is us kind of like. On corkscrew. On a really foggy day, yeah, yeah this lights fire. Yeah, we got lamps out here. Oh yeah, there's a lot a of horsepower. Mm -hmm. This is a lot of horsepower. This is a lot to do. We got slow mo, which is not easy to do in these conditions. Oh, phantom. And you have atmosphere, so you're blowing fog too. A lot yep. of moving pieces here. Yep. And mind you, at the time, I didn't know any riders. I didn't know. I mean, that's Evan. Um, I didn't know. I mean, I knew mountain biking. And I knew what was happening, but I didn't know people. He works on the stumpy. It's not, it's not a little bit of morph cut there. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is a music video I filmed in Santa Cruz that they just, anyways. I'll shut up. No, this is awesome. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we need the commentary. We appreciate the director's commentary. So I, mean, I'm, I remember watching this vividly. I was like, oh snap! This is uh, this is really funny. This is really well produced. This is. This is something new. It, oh, this is my favorite part. So there's a Craigslist ad in here. Yeah, I like. I noticed <laughs> that too. I watched it this morning. Uh, that's me. You got the little music. <laughs> oh, video really? Too. Yeah, yeah. it's the first time I've ever been in any. Last time I'll ever be in anything. <laughs> that's uh, you in the big helmet. Yeah. Oh, how is that VFX or what? No, is no, that's all. It's all practical. Oh, that's no way. Oh, I never helmet. realized that. 
Who did the artwork in the back on this uh, whiteboard? Oh man, is some some somebody they did a great job. I mean, I mean, uh, Dustin Dustin is very much a part of this. He's not here, but he he has he'll usually run the art direction behind me or not behind me. That's a stupid way to say it. Like he'll run the art direction and work with them. I'm focusing on different things. What's Dustin's technical role? Um, well, we just direct everything at Sabretooth. We don't really okay. distinguish. Gotcha. Um, it it changes. You know, he'll have he'll have some ideas. Um, we just kind of work in, in tandem. I mean, this this was actually the first collaboration we had together, and then it just took off from there. So this was mm-hmm. us trying to figure each other out, to be honest with you. Was this technically Sabretooth at the time, or was it just you guys individually? Well, so I created Sabretooth as an LLC in case of, like a fighter tripped and mm-hmm. broke their knee on a shoot, so they couldn't sue me. Mm. This is a sweet room, this uh, yeah. air tunnel. Is this a legit facility? Yeah. Is this, okay, it's not just a set. No, 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 it's legit, and uh, it's pretty impressive. Oh, it's very cool. I mean, we're just kind of like fitting things together here. Like mm-hmm. we're, sure, fitting, yeah. we're fitting the checklist together. And this, all this stuff I wrote on a sunny day on a Saturday, and I was like, God, get me out of here. I had to write all this crap on the left. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but are you chuckling to yourself when you're writing this stuff? Yeah, because a lot of it is like people from Pink Bike. And oh, yeah, it looks like a session in there. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a lot of it. Like there's people, if you look closely, like there's a lot of Pink, pink Bike people. Like I think Wacky's in there. Oh, this is this is great. This is my favorite part. It's the subtlety of it. It's just like, yeah. What's happening here? You're drinking the Kool-Aid. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Don't know if I got that. Maybe he, I did. Yeah, and so this, seen this. this is how it closes the narrative loop, right? You know, so he what he wanted in the beginning, he wasn't getting, and he finally gets it. And then he's like, yeah, it's good. You know? So, I mean, this is a, this is a very highly polished... Expensive looking commercial. You've come a long way from choosing not to go to film school. In hindsight, is film school necessary? Um, I don't necessarily think so these days. I mean, I think there's, if you want to learn about writing and stuff like that, yeah, probably. But if you want to go out and just... Pause there. You know, you just want to uh, do it. There's, I mean, there was no iPhones. I guess there's GoPros. I mean, people are filming feature films and iPhones. I mean, I, it's really... The, you know, it's really much, much easier to do. And I, I mean, I would never discourage anyone from not going to film school and getting their gr- degree. But I mean, also, I'm a little older. You know what I mean? Like, I'm mm. fucking in my mid 40s. And so it's like it's taking me a while, you know? So sure. Yeah. If some people it takes sooner, some people it takes longer. So I, I guess the answer is it's mixed. It just depends on what you want to do. If you want to be a DP and you don't have access to gear, maybe film school is the right way to do it, you know, mm. and learn lighting and stuff like that. Or you just hop on with a crew like you guys and, you know, you just get thrown into the fire and learn, you know. This last shot in the Stump Jumper commercial, I feel like this started something, uh, a reoccurring scene in your following commercials. The bike is floating. It doesn't appear to be uh, CGI. It looks real. What's what's happening here? Um, I mean, the first shot, I remember this pretty vividly. we just wanted him t- to come by to reveal the bike. And if you put the bike on the ground, you kind of lose some, you lose the bike to the ground, basically. Like, the ground's part of it. And so if you just, pardon my French, fucking float it. <laughs> um, oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah, it's like, uh, it just has, you can see the full bike. And it just has a sort of, um, I guess, mystical quality to it. So are you hanging this bike on a tree with a fishing line? Is that what yeah, this is? Yeah, there's, if you play this really slowly, you can see the goalpost off to the right when it pans. We didn't paint it out, but oh. we painted the finish, fishing line out, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. If you step it forward, you'll see 
the goalpost. Oh, I, oh, oh I, I just learned something new today. I, can, mm-hmm. I can't even believe you do that. Wow, you could do that. Yeah, you wow. can play YouTube back at Shit. quarter time. Yeah. Damn, you learned something new. Yeah, you see the goalpost right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Some yeah, people yeah. like to listen to this podcast in two times. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, it's it was just something we tried. It that was oh that sounds wonderful. That was probably the hardest shot to pull off. Obviously, it was raining. Oh it was really? Really cold, and getting the bike level when it's floating is not easy. Crew did a good job, and the goalposts at the beginning were too too narrow, so they were too close to the bikes. So we had to get bigger goalposts. So this is actually our first uh, collaboration with Boldly as well. We uh, we got a reference for them. I mean, this everything was new here. My interaction with Dustin was new. We sat down and specialized, and we wrote the script. I mean, we had two computers up. Uh, we're both in the same document in Google, and uh, we're just writing it back and forth. Um, the art director at the time, or creative director at the time, Chad Hilton, would come down, and what about this? What about that? You know, and it was, it was really a fruitful time. I really enjoyed it because it was lack of pressure, you know what I mean, until, until there was pressure, until people didn't know if it was going to be good, and then it released, and then it was like, okay. I mean, Rich Silverstein commented on it to Mike, and, you know, he's got milk, you know, all that stuff. And so it was a real seminal moment. I mean, it was a lot of work, and uh, you guys know. I'm assuming you put a lot of yourself into your work. I mean, you guys are mm-hmm. fucking in your own commercials. Yeah. So, Wait, what, what are we doing in our commercials? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was, just, it, was just, it was a moment, like, where I said, okay, I can do this, you know, and it just... Um, but you said on the, the V1 rough cut, they, someone watched it and was like, what is this? Um, how do you say this? Um, a lot of the characters are embodiment of other people, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, that's me, right?" And like, no, 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 no. <laughs> creative freedom, creative license. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Todd is—I know Todd. I've known him for a long time. The guy who's—he guy's kind of frustrated through the whole thing, and I, we picked him because, you know, at the time, um, and I could be corrected here too. At the time, like the thought of hiring an actor in a bike ad was like, no fucking way. Mm. And it doesn't make a lot of sense to me because, I mean, you're hiring actors in car ads, you're hiring actors in iPhone ads or whatever. Like, for some reason, bikes can't hire, we can't, because it's not authentic. And I think what they learned is that you can speak, what you have to speak is mountain bike. It doesn't matter who's saying it, but you have to speak mountain bike for it to be legit, you know? And so hire, it, it took a bit, but like, no, no, we can't hire an actor. And it's like, okay, well, I know Todd and he, he knows what's up. And so we, we wrote this to Todd's sort of uh, kind of mannerisms and stuff like that. And you, get, you just All you have to do is at the end you say no character portrayed in this film or every character is uh, fictional. And yeah, then yeah. It's, just, it's fine. You can, uh, Any similarities or coincidences. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's the South Park. Really. Yeah, so like, I mean, it, it was a lot of that is a function of the meeting. We had a reference too. We had a, um, a very good reference. We had um, um, John Balls Dazari documentary um that was on vimeo uh so there's some rules to this too right so the voice never uh the actors or todd or anyone else doesn't ever interact with the voice the voice is kind of like the voice of god the voice like of of you know your id you know like a mountain biker's id and then um so there's no interaction so that we put some hard rules on this as we wrote it because we didn't want like that interaction mm-hmm. and then shortly thereafter people uh and i don't mean copying it but it, this goes right and then other people are trying to do stuff and they're like they're interacting with the the voice in the sky but they didn't really recognize the rules they're never they're never crossing over and know? the voice is uh incredible who does that voice oh yeah it's this is <laughs> that's funny. oh yeah he's in, he's no he's good he's this dude francis and he uh he's a full um 
metalhead rocker dude and he's oh, really? yeah he acted in one of our spots too he's uh he's jesus in one of our holiday ads that is one of the funnier ads i think but it didn't get a lot of traction we didn't really have much time to do it but he, he plays jesus in a christmas ad i watched this ad when it dropped and i was super impressed and it seemed like something that was right up our alley like we loved it i loved the i loved the kind of like just a bunch of ideas seamlessly kind of brought together and uh yeah i thought it was right up our alley and it seemed like in the comments, there was some, uh, as the viewers, the fans of your video uh, kind of agreed that it might be up our alley. Yeah, you know, that's really interesting. So here's, here's a true story. So this, this is how it all goes down for me. Again, I don't, I don't really know. Dustin's not a mountain biker at all. He's, he's not, we've never mountain biked together. He's, he's, you know, he, we were talking about him coming out. He's got a family and stuff, and he just, he just didn't make it out. But um, so the, one of the first comments was, I think, like, again, I'd seen uh, how to buy a mountain bike, or I'd, I'd seen your guys' work. Like, I don't, I didn't, like, look to who, who who did it. You know, it's not like you're on YouTube and you're like, oh, that's a Mahalo Mud dudes, or mm-hmm. I don't do that. It's not that I didn't do that. I just didn't think to do that. And then so someone wrote in there that I it's an IFHT thing or whatever it was. Yeah, like, this looks like an IFHT video. It looks like something made by IFHT. No, the first, it says, this oh. looks like an IFHT video. So I had, I... I went to the Urban Dictionary to look up <laughs> IFHT because I was like, what, what the fuck is IFHT? And so it's, I fucking hate this. And I was like... It's, oh, it, did it say? Yeah, it says, I fucking oh. hate this. And uh, I was like, funny. I was like, uh, okay. And then, and then it started like slowly like, oh, they think we're copying. It started to like kind of like eventually over time, like, you know, a week or two. Like, mind you, like I'm hanging on the comments on this stuff. Like we... Again, this is sort of like the first script. This is the first interaction. Mm-hmm. This is a risk that t- the brand took. And so, yeah, I read the comments for sure. And uh, eventually it was like, yeah, I have HT. And you, at the time, it was like, you know, fuck that. But like, whatever. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I yeah. bet it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's I'm not the worst. When, when you make something and then someone instantly kind of like finds a connection and then you just get all the thumbs up on yeah. that. And you're like, oh, no, they're all Wrong. against me. <laughs> it's like everyone's copying everyone. Yeah. Like, I think it's really interesting because I do think you got, I, I think you have your own brand of humor, you know, and not, you know, Dane Cook is a comedian. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle is a comedian. Are they the same comedian? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like there's different ways of doing humor and stuff like that. Can so, we be Dave Chappelle in this analogy? I'm not trying to bring that. I'm not trying to bring in who's who. But, um, I think we've always just, it took us a while to figure out how to describe ourselves. And the best way was, um, uh, when Conan O'Brien was retiring, he said he from TBS said he always for the intersection between smart and stupid. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of where I think that's the best way to describe us. Yeah. Uh, at least I don't know someone else. You guys maybe have a better way of describing. Sometimes it's kind of like hard to describe yourself, but uh, that's how I feel. But who knows? Smart yeah. and stupid it might just be stupid. You know what I noticed from because I, I I watched a bunch of uh, your projects. I had mm-hmm. seen most of these. But um, the similarity was the attention to detail mm-hmm. and the, oh, you having a recording problem? Okay. And we're back. The attention to detail. Yeah. So the, the similarity I found between your work and, and ours was a level of attention to detail and the ability to be like irreverent. Yeah. Yeah. Was basically yeah. it. It's not really that much more than that. But and it's, take the piss. And take the piss. But I think it's just that no one else's mountain biking was really... I think it's world something. building. It's like world building. You're world, mm-hmm. you're building this yeah. little little world, and like, it's hard to do. It's there's three three or four of you guys. I mean, it's Dustin, myself, and you know, Zanny uh, at this point. But uh, yeah, it's it's hard, it's very hard to do. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, you have I've always said you have some of our stuff. Everyone 
talks about budget, but we can talk about that later. But like you have just enough rope to hang yourself, you know, and so mm-hmm. you have just enough rope to get yourself in trouble. Mm-hmm. And it's how you pull out, pull out of that. That is really I mean, we have aggressive ideas. If this was, you know, I don't know, mega advertiser would be much, much, much easier, but it's very difficult. And you have to put a lot of yourself in these things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably similar, very similar. Should I pull, should I bring up my Kanye quote that I always bring up on the podcast What's and love? Kanye quote? It doesn't matter where you, it's a tweet. Don't do the voice. <laughs> it's a Kanye <laughs> tweet. It doesn't matter where you take it from. It's where you take it to. Oh, like where you're borrowing. Yeah, you where you're borrowing things gotcha. from. I, I I revisit that one. That's yeah. Is that okay that I revisit a Kanye quote? Yeah, we're, that's yeah. fine. If he that's said fine. it a few years ago. Okay, that's good. We would always get comments uh, in the early days of our YouTube career uh, saying that we're ripping off the Lonely Island, which was. Uh, yeah, it was pretty true. We were heavily inspired by Lonely Island. Definitely true, but also like kind of a compliment. Yeah. Because it was like, oh my God, we're like at the level that people are like it's comparing cool. us to them, which are like, oh yeah, our heroes, right? Yeah. At the time. And I think, I don't know, it's like people are always going to say that, but. But we definitely got sour about it. We definitely got sour, but then you move on. <laughs> we moved on and then we learned how to, yeah. I think ours, I think you take on a bit of a personality of obviously who who's making this stuff. And I think um, there's a pretty heavy sense of uh, sarcasm and irony in the humor. And there's light subversiveness to our, all the stuff we do, you know? And I think that's, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I think there's a light subversiveness. Our best stuff is slightly subversive. And I think, um, you know, (laughs) it's the funnest stuff to be subversive and make fun of things and in our own way. I mean, we're never sure. We're never like, we're never gonna like make fun of mountain bikers. We like want mountain bikers in on the joke with us. And I said that it seems like you're making fun of the things that al- is already kind of on people's mind, whether or not it's subconscious or not. It's yeah. like you're just you're kind of just doing it for everybody. It's yeah, like, this yeah. had to pivot too. Like we had to pivot from this type of stuff. So you know, specialize again at the time was like we do a lunch ride. We're cool. You know, uh, we uh, we have a nice tech facility. We're cool. You know, it's very a lot of internal stories. And this was like the end of internal stories. You know what I mean? I was like, that was kind of like a, kind of like a flag in the ground. Like no one cares about your lunch ride. You know, like <laughs> it's just like, it's the truth. And so the only people that really care about that stuff, yeah, some people do obviously, but like if you're going to grow the audience, like, so they really care about making good products. Mm-hmm. Great. So, I mean, it's just, that's how I see it. So a lot of that stuff pivots after that to like, okay, external stories about things. And we, I don't think we ever did anything like on a major level, like internal focused again after that on purpose. Where should we take this? Because we, we, there's a few videos we want to get through and we had a couple of questions like worst project, most challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite. Yeah. We have Oh Delilah. We have Transformers. We have Old Men. Yeah. We got to get mean, through all three of those. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for me personally, again, Dustin's not here, so it's hard for, for me to speak speak for him my favorite project so we did um we got a budget and they wanted to like we called it a frequency campaign they wanted to do a bunch of commercials and so we did 20 commercials and that's a lot to do yeah yeah that's a few yeah is tw- this Odalila? fucking shit well it was so we created like we wanted to do different things so we created this okay. specialized public access channel so mm-hmm. it could be like it was set up to house anything and anything completely fucking crazy and so we took a long time. I remember we sitting in the conference room figuring out how we're going to execute this stuff. So we wanted to do a talk show. Mm-hmm. 
So we did uh, the FSR show. So there's like all that goofiness. So that I mean that's kind of a little bit out of the public access sphere or public uh, public channel sphere, but it's kind of like within it a little bit. Um, we wanted to, and all this hit is hitting like targets for the stump jumper. And then um, we did this Colin show, which is completely ridiculous and it costs nothing to shoot. And then we did uh, a perfume commercial. We just ripped, I mean, that's a fucking rip off. We ripped off uh, Johnny Depp and Savage. We called it Route A. <laughs> that was really stupid. <laughs> and then, but then I think my favorite stuff we did was Odalila. And that was um, basically, um, we wanted to treat it like an import drama from, uh, you would see, like, uh, before you start that, I'll, I'll preface it. I wanted to be like import, like a bad import drama, like it was filmed in Ireland or whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, it was in the 90s. And we had a lot of ads to do, so we didn't want to shoot on a red. We wanted to shoot in the lowest possible format. So we went, with, well, these are all shot on like beta cameras from the 90s. And uh, we just plugged it in some hard drive thing. I'm not a very technical with the camera stuff, but uh, uh, the, the drone shots, obviously a drone, but... Uh, the goals were, were to like you we had hard rules and how we cut because we had to cut these things like each of these should not take more than three hours to cut whoa so we we're like we just put rules in it and we like um when you'll you'll hear the music the music kind of like dips and has all these really bad things happening in it um and that was on in purpose like on purpose all the music's composed this guy will does it for us and sweet um and this other dude harold but uh but yeah like this is all purposely driven to be quote unquote bad and this is my favorite stuff we shot five ads in one day i think oh wow. i think to you using like the actual old camera speaks to the attention to detail yeah so people <laughs> just put a filter on it right yeah and uh there's no color correction we we're too lazy to do color correction <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that probably helped i did the graphic what good fortune must bestow me so that one day i might have one of these this is too fucking funny this is so fucking isn't funny. it a pain in ass to work with these old cameras uh, we just plugged it into some hard drive. I don't know. Oh. It was odd. Uh, that's Went not straight my, to digital. Yeah, it's not my department. Nice. There's only like six people on set. Such beauty. He doesn't have his jacket here because I left it at my house. <laughs> so Dustin had to go back and get it. <laughs> oh, my God. It was really funny because people like, this is like a porno yeah, intro. I was like, oh, man, that's not really what I was going for. Where are you shooting here? What's this castle-looking uh, structure? Um, is this your house? No. No, no, no. We're up on Mount Madonna. So this is like the hills between Morgan Hill and Santa Cruz. And um, it's someone's kind of like big house that I know. Are these their real accents? No, she did a great job. She uh, she actually went back to acting school in the UK. She's like some prestigious acting school. I didn't have the nerve to ask her if she showed this as on their audition tape. But uh, and Hunter's Hunter's in the Bay Area. Something about the slow zooms and mm -hmm. this is in camera. I'm guessing. Yeah, he paused there, and I'll tell you why the slow zooms are there. Okay. Um, the slow zooms. At least my theory is like this is supposed to be soap opera, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you kind of have to respect a soap opera. They're burning through like an episode a day, right? So they're burning through 40 minutes of whatever, you know, dialogue essentially a day. And so they don't really know how it's going to hit on the mark. So they leave these stairs in there. Again, my theory, they leave these stairs in there to fudge to the commercial break. So it's like, hey, we need two seconds to the commercial break. And it's like, yeah. uh, and so <laughs> yeah, we, just, yeah. we just took that with us and, uh, and just kind of went with it. And it also allows them to, fill it in with any like dialogue so these these actors are learning you know big chunks of dialogue okay big what, chunk of dialogue one take and everything basically yeah i know this is just a lot of fun because i mean 
the last one he you know he uh he dies and we're dying laughing i mean this is i think the fourth episode and the fifth episode my favorite but like we were dying laughing when we were making this there's tiny crew I like that it says slay instead of play. Yeah, all those little stupid details. Damn it, Delilah. (laughs) Name that which I cannot offer. The music's so bad. I, Lord Thomas, want She she told me she was stopped in uh, San Francisco and some mountain bikers like, you're Delilah from Odalala. No way. That's cool. How's the audio recorded? It even has like a bit of an old feel to it. Oh, that's Will. Will Storkson. And the bike will be light. Yeah. He used to work at Isle, or what? He just put his magic sauce on it. He's brilliant. He worked. He worked at Luke's film. Oh. He worked on like episode one, all that type of stuff. Jason Lucas film. Yeah, that's my production company. Anyway, so this this is something I really enjoyed doing because it was fast. We were working fast. It was funny. We had a good time doing it. Um, there's no pressure to make it good because it was supposed to be good bad. You know, again, <laughs> that intersection of smart and stupid. Yeah. And uh, we knew what we were doing. It was really simple. It just made us laugh. But you uh, need good actors to be able to do the good bad, right? Yeah, that's that's fair point that you bring it up because I didn't think it was going to work. And then she auditioned. I was like, yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, yeah, Kylie uh, auditioned. And I was like, okay, it'll fucking work. Because... This is it's pretty random, right? It's when she has to be committed, she can't be winking to the, like she no. has to be the real soap opera actor, right? We we most of our stuff is dead serious. Yeah. Like we don't we don't really point to our jokes a little bit. No. I, they, they do have goats up there, so that's why we also filmed up there. Animals on set. Wow. I thought that was animatronic. Yeah. You can see the power lines in the background. They're like didn't bother painting them out. Like who cares? A lemon tree. Anyways, lovely. Did you guys eat the goat after? No. There's a baby goat, man. We're not doing that. Oh, sorry. I went to Jamaica once and... uh, (laughs) Goat court. I mean, we probably would have cut this a little faster now, but like... Oh, the joke is every episode he says, Oh, Delilah. Yeah. She's on that 1984 map. We actually plugged this in and it actually, I think, blew up or something like that towards the end of the shoot. But the DP Todd was like, hey, should I run the star filter? He's like, it looks awful. I'm like, run it. <laughs> That's Perfect. It's so good. That's great. This is Dustin's joke right He's here. got his jacket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Dustin right here. A mountain rider. <laughs> Whoa, that's an old computer. A Macintosh Plus or something? No, it was a, uh, it's a, I can't remember what it was. He has a Mac, Macintosh back then. Anyways, yeah, that's, we can go on about this, but um, and the 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 uh, talk show was really funny. Yeah, we, that was that was good. We pushed some boundaries there. There's a couple things that we did. We pushed some boundaries of like what what you can do, what what you can't do. Alonzo, pull up the uh, pull up the talk show. Yeah, the talk show was awesome. I feel like that's something that I've wanted to do in the past, and you guys nailed it. The set was on point. It looked like a real Jerry Springer set or uh, yeah. whatever you name it. And the cameras looked on same, point. Yeah, same lighting, cameras. great. Yeah. Uh, Great uh, studio audience, too. Enthusiastic audience. Yeah, so we, we shot the two worlds two separate it's days. It's the next one on the right there, if you see Florence, it. Florence, Sally, yeah. We shot the worlds in two days. Um, so, yeah, that one. Um, one day we had the audience only, and the next day we had the actors on stage. So good, so, so nostalgic. <laughs> this is really funny. Night terrors. She's great. An mm-hmm. inability to enter elevators. She's been a few of our... Use stairs. Yeah, they're all great. Anything else? Landscape, paintings. And we, we didn't write this. Uh, we had some writing help, uh, too, as well. Um, Tessa, and she's really smart, really sharp. Um, 
I, I, I just can't handle it. You know, the, the thought of climbing fast. <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, he just did it all himself. That wasn't really directed. Well. Can't really direct that stuff. Good wardrobe too. Yeah, yeah. that's Dustin. Yes, we have one. Shoes, set design. Yeah, uh, Michelle, the set designer, did a fantastic job. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. You're okay. This is so stupid. Well, so what's this a take on? Like, what what uh, shows in the past? Like, is this like a, a direct kind of? Like Jerry Springer, it. Sally Jesse uh, Raphael. Yeah, Sally Jesse Raphael is probably the What would they reveal? What's the comparison? Uh, I don't know. And uh, this is they were like, you got to put Snappy Nimble in there. I was like, that's Michelle the set dresser. I was like, I love that. I loved this too. That was again like, you're putting in like mistakes on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Or you're putting in things where it's like someone's eating mid take, or yeah. you know what I mean. Like you've just caught them in a moment. This this is really it. The way the lady screams at the end. I've seen this a million times. It still cracks me up to this day. This is Oprah. Yeah, this is, it's all kind of, I mean, it's not hard to, to see where the references are coming. And take a peek. Like, everyone thinks in Pink Bike, a thread of bond bracket's the coolest thing ever. So, like, here we go. Mm. This guy. <laughs> I got killed it. Oh, man, that guy crushed it. Yeah. This is the best part right here. Watch right here. So where do you find yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, that scream. Yeah. <laughs> People are listening to this. I'm probably wondering what's going on. Where do you find this? Where do you find? Uh, um, you got to go to the Specialized YouTube channel. I guess you go to my Vimeo, but that's that's a losing proposition. Go to Specialized YouTube and try FSR show or whatever. Oh, yeah. So you <laughs> this is good. This is really tires. good, too. Specialized. Thankfully, you <laughs> survived <laughs> deliciously. Many Sandra eats specialized mountain bike tires, and she's eating a mountain bike <laughs> tire. Someone's oh, barfing, whatever, whatever. dry heaving it's in the audience. Mouth, <laughs> I think it's time we bring out our next guest. Uh, he's a man with a fetish that some would say is unholy. Please welcome Pete. Does this seem entertaining to people watching us, watching something else? Possibly. I mean, if we cut it up in a social cut, yeah. it could what be. But uh, <laughs> for audio, I think well, people might be wondering what's going on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> audio only might be tough. I want to hear about uh, your nightmare uh, project with the Transformers. Well, actually, I mean, why don't we... Let, let's... I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, I'm actually, it's really interesting to talk to you guys about your guys' perspective on this stuff because you guys are deep it's in it, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love this. So you, you nailed it. It's like the, the it's, yeah, it's the perfect intersection of uh, smart and stupid. It's and very all like Tim and Eric and yeah. all that kind of stuff too. And it, we know how hard it is to get that like perfect level of stupidity. Like it's really hard and we haven't always nailed it's, it. But you it's nailed a it fine there. line. Yeah, it's a fine line between like goofy pointing at your jokes and, and just letting it. Be a joke in itself. So this next guy, not Taj, that guy on the right, he's on this TV show, uh, For All Mankind. He uh, was in a short film I did a while ago, too. Zach? Well, I have here in my hands the proof to settle this once and for all. I mean... (laughs) Where are you guys shooting this? Uh, We shot this in some studio, I think in Burbank or something like that. So it's just a purple curtain, and Michelle did a great job with the set. Rowdy. This is the most expensive execution of within all that 20. We shot all of these around the same time. So it was like one shoot after the other after the other. How many loonies does it cost to rent a studio in Burbank for a week? Oh, man. That's not... I mean, I'm not trying to be evasive. I just... That's that's a different department. I'd have to talk to Dustin about that. He does... We, we hop around on each other a lot. And um, I try to stay out of budget talks and stuff like that just because oh, that's nice. you, can't, you can't do... Well, I'm part of it from the like the high level but the nuanced stuff like i have enough to do and so uh we just d- divide and conquer and it's 
kind of how it, it it's been working lately and works well. Like I do these sort of the internal finances of the company and he'll do budgets and stuff. On a set like that, where, where are you? Where are you hanging out? Are you right with the camera the whole time? Oh, uh, yeah, are you yeah. Bouncing between Crafty and uh, nah. some with the actors? <laughs> are you? Nah, I'm like, I like being on set, but it's like some people really like being on set. It's like their life to be on set. Like it ain't my life to be on set. Like I enjoy it and I love directing and working with Dustin to direct and he'll have some ideas. I'll have some ideas and, you know, we've made it work. Um, but like, again, I, I like being on set. Don't, don't get me wrong, but some people really, really like being on set. And I'm like, let's get the job done and go fucking home. You know, that's, that's my style. How do you stay focused? Like, what's your energy? And are you always focused on the task at hand, trying to get the next thing? Are you keeping it chill? Are you like, because there's a number of you, are you like the good cop? Are you the bad cop? Um, it depends. It depends on the day. I mean, I, I really push to make our day. I do not like when we're supposed to roll at 10 and it's like 10 45. I do not like that. That's we're here. You know, if we have the support, Let's press the red button at 10. So, like, if you saw Harrison, if Harrison Mendel walked in here, you'd be like, yeah. Or Wally, he, Wally makes fun of me. He's like, get to the top, you know. Um, yeah, uh, I push. And sometimes it's bad. Some Not bad, but sometimes maybe you shouldn't. But I also now kind of relaxed a little bit. It's like, okay, yeah, just let it go. I can't be. It depends. It also depends on the crew. It also depends on what we're shooting. I think if we're shooting, like, dialogue-driven stuff, it's more relaxed. Um I think if we're shooting like riding, because you don't know what you're going to use, you know, it's like riding, right? Someone goes down the trail. It's like, I'll push for more to get more because like, I don't know, man, like we will sub out our action cuts. The kids do the action cuts way better than we do. So like the action cuts, like Woj cut some action stuff for us on a project. Like we'll sub out the action cuts and oftentimes the action footage because, uh, Again, you know, filming on the side of a mountain. I love mountain biking. I do it all as much as I can. But filming it, I'd rather film a scene between two people talking, personally. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, I, so I'm not trying to be evasive on your answer. I think it just depends on the day. Depends on what we're doing. We just, we shot maybe three or four weeks ago at Rock Shock. And it was chill. And we shot five ads in two days. Dear God. Yeah. And they're, they're good. Like, I, you know, you guys can come check it out. I'd actually... Love. I, I like the dialogue between people and to see, like, what do you guys think? Like, I don't know. And people, there are, like, opinions, and then there's qualified opinions. <laughs> and, you know, you really have to figure out what's what. And someone will say something like, well, this, and this will probably lead into the next project. They have, they have no idea how this stuff is produced, and so they don't really understand what it takes. And so are they a qualified opinion? I don't know. Or, you know, if you have some... Um, some skin in the game and you contributed to the project and somehow then it's kind of like more of a qualified opinion a little bit or whoever you're working for is the qualified opinion ultimately to decide. But yeah, I, um, I don't know. I'm fucking going off on tangents. And so stuff. is the segue into the Kinevo prime transformer project? Yeah, it was, um, you told us this was uh, a very challenging project. Why don't we jump into this one and then we can end on a happy well, actually, with the perfect lap. Yeah, I mean, what do you guys think about this thing? I mean, it's it's definitely it's, yeah. Like when you guys saw this, I mean, this is like oh, run it a little bit without the uh, just just quiet audio there. Uh, I don't know, pretty mind blowing. I'm yeah. like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like this yeah. is beyond like uh, this is like this is like a different unreal world visual effects of like commercial. Yeah. So what this is is basically, I mean, you can describe it better if you wish, but it's a mountain bike Sick film riding. mixed with transformers in. The mountains of New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. The high mountains, like the alpine 
And you guys made this during COVID, like prime, yeah. prime time COVID. We we yeah. we do not mess around with challenges. We will love it. We'll just fuck. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, you know, there's tomorrow's guest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's probably the first time I ever saw her face. She actually. she did a fantastic job in this. It's oh, hard great. to look. Uh, it's if I like yeah, was riding with Dave McMillan. I'd look like a fucking idiot compared to Dave McMillan. She holds her own against Dave McMillan. He's one of my favorite writers to watch. He's so sick. Yeah. So um, we're seeing a guy, uh, not a guy, like an alien or monster burst out of a mountain, and now a robot has landed <laughs> from space. Uh, this is still a mountain bike ad, folks. Sexy shots of an e-bike. Sexy shots of e-bike. The Transformer is uh, about to face off against another... Rock Root. His name Rock is Rock Root. Root. I'm yeah. sorry. And... Uh, yeah, this is just like high-end action film brought to the bike world, and it's freaking awesome. Yeah, shredding in it, and the acting's good, and it's intense, and it's it's on point. Yeah, they did a great job. I mean, I can walk you through from the beginning all the way to finished product. I mean, it was intense, no doubt. This is the hardest thing I've ever done, and or we've ever done. Now, were you even on the ground in New Zealand shooting no. the all the plates for this? Bef- no, pre VFX. No, you weren't there, so you were just relaying. Uh, your direction to cinematographers local yeah, to New Zealand. Yeah, um, it was Nick at Hunt Cinema, um, and he was working with Scott Robb and um, uh, Hunter. And Hunter at the time, I think, was 19. So these are young guys. And um, I knew they had the chops for the writing, which you had to have. You always have to have legitimate writing and stuff. Um, and I can point to a project that we learned something on. But, uh, I mean, this wow. is on point writing, right? And yeah. so... I knew we had to have that. We couldn't travel anywhere. And um, ultimately, the original thought was to have people in suits, like, you know, like Ultraman style. Like, we'd film on a green screen studio, and then we'd interact with them, you know, and put them into this stuff, into the mountains. But because it was a second wave of COVID, it just didn't seem like that was a good idea. And so it's like, well, we got a worse idea and decided to do this in the computer. And um, it's it was a very big challenge. Um, I, I can't begin to describe how difficult it is to do this stuff in terms of like the CG. And um, we don't have the budgets of like, you know, people think and they're like, oh, this thing, you must have had X, Y, and Z money. No, not really. We just figured out a way to do it. And um, it took a lot of work to get the animation right. It took, I mean, the, I could give you an example. Like, um, again, cut me off if you want. No, um, this is great. Uh, the last sequence, right? So, Kinevo Prime. Can you go back to the last sequence? Um, yeah, right. Sure, about. looks like it cost a bazillion dollars. Are you sending storyboards out to the cinematographers? Like, how do they know t- what to shoot so um, precisely? Well, yeah, Hunt's. So, you can pause it there. Um, Hunt Cinema shot this over 11 days, and there was a lot of back and forth. And they, they nailed the writing and so forth. The challenge was a bit of the quote unquote acting. I mean, we didn't quite really have a director out there with them. Um, so fair play to them. And they, they, I'm sure we're fucking cussing our names and I'm sure we were at that point, but that's okay. Like we, I love those guys and, um, I'm sure these, and I'm friends with Dave and I'm, I know, you know, I'm friends with Emma. And so it's a challenging project. So what people see on the screen, they think, oh, it's just, you know, tons of money getting thrown at the screen. That couldn't be further from the truth. It's a ton of effort that got thrown at the screen and a lot of days of shooting and a lot of teeth gnashing and like grinding it out. I mean, ultimately, on this sequence, we don't have to play it yet, but Oleg, who, this guy who's doing the visual effects, and he's local to Santa Cruz, I mean, the last sequence, he's sitting next to me with his laptop out, and we're looking at... Because, like, the, all the pre-render stuff's gray, right? It's all, like, cheap 
polygon count, right? So you could play it. And so like the, the ending animation did not work. Um, and I learned that um, you can't really animate things in like two days. It's like those big animation scenes like Bumblebee punching something, three weeks. And we're doing stuff in like two days. And so the last animation of Kinevo Prime getting up and like going into his last sort of uh, sequence um, was fair, fair. The animator was good, but just it wasn't good and we didn't have any time. We ran out of time. Mm-hmm. And we actually asked, for, this is the only time I've ever asked for a delay on something. So we asked for a two week delay and I, I still feel bad about this to this day. But um, we needed two weeks. And uh, so what I had to do is he's sitting next to me and we're like, okay, give me a 65 looking here. So all of this is, all of the ending is basically duct tape, nails, double-sided sticky tape. Like, <laughs> what was that, a 65? Well, like a, like a lens. Like a millimeter. Like, okay, so like right here, so right there, right? So th- his arm goes up, so his arm will go up, you know? And then when his arm goes down, so, so stop there. So if you cut Knievo Prime from standing up on a wide, all you have to do is show him coming up into frame. Mm. So that cuts out animation of his arms, that cuts out the animation of his legs. So that arm going up previously now is coming down. So you basically reframe and you just reverse the animation. So that's what's happening there. If you go forward, then stop there. So here again, you cut out all the legs, the lower body, because there was some really strange sort of like movement happening and it just it would have broken the entire film. So this point before we got this all dialed in was the st- most stress I've ever been because if this doesn't work, the entire... I mean, some people argue that the entire film doesn't work, but whatever. Uh, but this doesn't work. And then, yeah, it just, all this stuff. We went back to the same shot, right? So these things are all just repeats just of the same animation in different framings. Crazy. So you're and changing the digital lens, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, basically, like, that animation of his head looking up is basically the same animation of him on the wide. We just had to, you know, it's really trickery. Now, this is unique animation, and then we put the bike in. The bike is real? Yeah, it's a photo. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it looks yeah, and sexy the, there. Yeah, the, this, the tough stuff is, like, we had some shots where, like, that first shot where they come in, like, the camera comes in and sees them when they're ripping around on some turns. Like, the fucking robots were supposed to be there. The robot and the... But it just... We ran out of time. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just... I learned a lot on this job. And um, it... I was not a pleasant person to my wife <laughs> this oh, at all. And uh, we were actually running multiple jobs at the same time. So this was happening while we were doing other stuff too. Oh so God. yeah, there's, it's, I mean, I, I do think we pack a, a big punch for as few people as we are, Yeah, um, you're kidding. you know, kind of punch above our weight. But uh, yeah, that, I, I, it was just, was tough. It's just tough. What was the public reception? I remember seeing a lot of people upset. They're like, what? This looks like it costs a million dollars for a bike that costs, yeah, I'm going to address that head on. I think it's complete bullshit when people say that because it's like, oh, uh, if they take the marketing money and put it into the, the bikes would cost less. Like, I don't control the fucking price of these bikes. Yeah, $15,000 for a bike is a lot of money. Uh, if you look at the budget per what these big companies sells, it's a minor part of it. I guarantee you some of these much bigger companies like Apple and whatnot are spending a larger percentage of their dollars on marketing. The bike industry is traditionally pretty low percentage. And so uh, basically people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And I guess people think that if you lower the cost of the commercials, that the cost of the bikes are going to go down yeah, that's for them. Call it a fallacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, even if that was a $5 million 
commercial, which it, not even close, not even a fraction of that. Uh, Five million pesos, Filipino pesos, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Um, yeah, like uh, it's not true. And um, sorry to burst everyone's bubble. Um, the price of bikes aren't going to go down if all of a sudden everyone stops marketing. And yeah. that's just the truth. I see that comment a lot now. Yeah. On any any production that looks sharp in the mountain bike world is usually followed uh, by a lot of angry comments about, you know, the yeah, budget and whatnot. My favorite was one brand was like, they said something to the effect of one of their launches. We chose to, it was what was the line? And we chose to just show riding and not create a huge launch film. It's like, yeah, I choose not to be a billionaire either. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's like you may not have the budget, but you can put the effort in to make something unique. It doesn't, it's not money driven. It's, it's yeah. creativity thought process and doing the hardest part, which is looking at a blank piece of paper, or blank screen and trying to come up with something that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's almost a cop out to go the other way and just be like, screw yeah, writing. Yeah, I mean, I think I I think we talked about this in the, when we hung out the other day. It's like you'll never get this space anywhere. I mean, maybe beer ads, maybe um, some funny insurance ads, but these ads are going through you know rounds and rounds and rounds of checks. I mean, we did a Disney Plus thing and or not Disney Plus, a Disney advertising service thing for the Bachelorette, and it's rounds of lawyers and stuff like that. And oh yeah. We have a very fertile creative space and some people choose to step into it and fill that void with unique stuff. And some people look the other way and think, well, that makes me feel weird, so I'm not gonna do that. And they keep doing the same shit over and over again. And if you want different results, don't do the same shit over and over again. For sure. You gotta add some sort of spin on it if you wanna, you know, something that feels a bit fresh in some way. It's not even fresh, it's just like, well, yeah, I guess it's just effort, I guess. Effort. And I'm not, I don't mean like going out and filming like there's plenty of effort with going out and filming. And I have a lot of respect for that. It's really like it's pushing your creative boundaries. Yeah. Pushing things, trying to find some things like do like dig, dig in pre-production, figure it out, spend time with ideas. You know, how do we do this? So uh, I remember earlier in the year you we were talking in the Instagram DMs and you had said that on that project, the one we just watched, that you had jumped the shark. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think people... Um, Wait, what is Jump the Shark? What is it Jump the Shark? What is that reference to? It's uh, uh, Happy Days. Happy, happy, happy Days. days. Right. There's an episode where Fonzie jumps over a shark on water skis, and that's yeah. when they said the show is dead. Yeah. Because but, it was just too ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, they just done too much. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we got some, some leadership came in, and they were just like, we kind of the lunatics were running the asylum through COVID, so it was Dustin and myself. We're just like, you know, like, go get this done. We'd go get it done, and I'm obviously people are proving things and stuff like that, but it was, um, um, Oh, that's me. I'm sorry. My phone is calling. I mean, I, I want to add that, you know, I think like some, you know, you've, I've seen some good stuff, you know, like, um, I tell Seco like that. I think it's the Slayer again, uh, like the Slayer ad where he like, you know, ALN is holding the knife and she's shaking fucking mm-hmm. cracks me up every mm-hmm. single fucking time. And it's a really great piece. I know it's a riff off of uh, Jason Voorhees or whatever. You know, obviously, you guys have stuff. There's stuff out there. But, uh, yeah, I just implore people to push. And I, I don't mean to push down on anyone. Like, you know, effort is effort. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, like, before you shoot, have something and an idea and stuff like that. You know, there's there's plenty of good stuff out there, which is, makes it fun. I'm but, curious. Uh, uh, 
because I think a lot of people have those like crazy ideas and they want to bring them to life. But a lot of it is pitching and how you sell it to these companies mm. and like getting them on your side. You know, you're showing us like, oh, Delilah, and then you're showing us crazy robot aliens fight. Yeah. Like, how are you getting those across the line? They're very different concepts, very different budgets, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, well, a little bit of that, kind of the lunatics were running this island. You know what I mean? We had we had a people we were working for who let us do what we needed to do mm-hmm. um, and trusted us. Um, so uh, I, remember, I do specifically remember the Odelilah pitch, um, and this kind of tails into some future conversations, but we did put together a deck to show like how this would be, and <laughs> I made the shittiest deck you could possibly make with a oh, bunch nice. of like screen grabs of like soap operas. I wanted to set the expectations pretty low, and I was kind of sweating through that presentation. Like, um, and uh, yeah, it's supposed to be bad. It's supposed to be corny. It's supposed to be kind of ridiculous, but we play it serious, and... Um, I think they were just kind of like, okay. And at, we actually had to go back to money for, for money for that one. We did, had a set amount of money and we couldn't do Odelilah. And we took some of that money and put it into FSR show. Like we're always kind of like mixing things and trying to make things work. We're always like molding things. And so, um, yeah, that one in particular was interesting. Um, the perfect lap. Um, again, some of these people believed in us and, uh, you know, I think Mike believes in us. And, mm-hmm. uh, so we were able to, to do this. Um, pretty straightforward. I think there's a little bit of kind of like, you know, raised eyebrow on some of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I think as a body of work, my estimation or look at things and I'm happy to hear otherwise, but I think there's a body of work to look at. If you look at one execution, you're like, I don't like that. It's like, yeah, that's fair. Sure. But as a, I hope as a body of work, we're presenting at least through that era, like a good body of work. And yeah, mm-hmm. you may not like that. I mean, I don't, I don't have any comments about Dave McMillan blowing up berms, which is the fucking stupidest thing. <laughs> Every fucking video has someone blowing up a berm. But, you know, because it's an e-bike, it's like, yeah. Oh. yeah. But in the Kineva one? Oh, yeah. Oh. Anyways, I, I'm not, like, pissed. It's just, like, give me a break. You know, yeah. Like, um, but, uh, yeah, again, I have a lot of words about the stuff. I don't, I don't want to bore people. But, yeah, the pitch process, we learned. We're learning how to even do that better now because we don't have um, – we're, we're not as free as we were back then. And so uh, totally learning about that. And that's pretty much the hardest part of the job at this point is pitching. Totally. Yeah. But I mean, when we pitched for fuel EXE and my best friend on the trail, it was an absurd concept and it's hard to get that company to trust you. But yeah, you're right. Like building that repertoire with them yeah. and working together on multiple things. You're like, no, 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 we like trust us. We got this. And yeah. That's a solid film. It's a good job. It's a good metaphor. Yeah. It's a, it's well acted. Um, um, it's a great metaphor. I mean, that's the best you can hope for. And um, I think the best ads are metaphors or are interpreted. You, you don't, you just, I don't know how to say this. Um, the best ads are the ones that are sort of like you can interpret as you want. It's not, it's like a piece of, essentially a piece of art, right? You look at a painting, you're like, well, I think it's this. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, and your guys' stuff, you know, gets into that territory where it's like you can interpret it as you want, but the metaphor works. It's solid. It was well shot. Um, well, well acted. So yeah, it's takes a lot of effort to do that, and especially for a brand to be like, yeah, you know, we're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. I want to jump into my favorite film of yours, uh, The Perfect Lap. Yeah, this is this yeah, is probably same, same. I would say your most celebrated, most popular, uh, yeah. most viewed project. Yeah, I won a bunch of awards. It it did. I mean, it won a Clio, which a bronze, which was really nice. You know, for what is depth. a Clio? 
Um, Clio is kind of like, adver- I don't exactly know, but it's like advertising industry awards. So it'd be a synonymous with like the Emmys or I wouldn't say it's the Oscars. I think that might be the, the I think that might be like the golden pencil out of Khan or something like that. But anyways, it, it did well. And what I think was really nice about this was, um, I mean, this is going up against, this was up for other awards against like Tom Hopper. Tom Hopper directed fucking Les Miserables and Cats and, you know, like our ad. That was written in my, in my bedroom, or my uh, my office, sorry, uh, is against big ad agency stuff. So that was a lot of validation for, for me, personally. And I, I hopefully think for Dustin as well. Like, we, we we reached to that level. And we also brought the bike industry to that world level, right? Yeah. This is uh, it. This is it. This is it? This is the yeah. perfect lap? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just called the Stump Jumper Evo. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know why they called it that. I mean, oh, yeah. They, 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 the do, they do that. Yeah, they do that thing. Which is annoying. Yeah. So, uh, can you kind of run through the concept here quickly? What's the elevator pitch for this film? Um, oh man. <laughs> um, you gotta stop. I can't tell. Okay, all right. Say, pause yeah. it. Pause it. Turn the music off. Um, I think it was really. It was in the heart of COVID, and um, I always thought it was kind of bullshit for um, politicians to say, "Let history judge me." I'll let history judge me. Like, I'm going to make this terrible fucking decision, but I'm going to let history judge me. I'm like, I'm shit, dog. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. And so um, I always had that in the back of my mind. The Jordan um, the Jordan doc had come out. Uh, was it? Last um, Dance. The Last Dance, yeah. And um, there's this old ad, and I, can't, I couldn't find it, of like this um, robot, this like cyb- cyborg or android robot, and he's or I believe it's a he, is in the future, it's a car ad, and like, you know, butterflies are on his hand, and it presents a non-dystopian version of the future. So it also played, that's been in the back of my mind for a very long time. And then, um, what else came to mind? Um, Yeah, I just was, these things come to me at random times, and it it just felt like the right time to do something like this. It was like, okay, well, Let's get a bunch of people. Let's project them into the future as old men looking back at now. And let's like make that history. And let's attach that to this bike and really make this. A, I, I don't know if it goes any deeper. Like a lot of this, some of this interpretation happens after it comes out too. You know, like it's not like you're extremely calculated to every second of this ad. It's like, okay, this is what we want to do. This is it. You know, so it's like we kind of have this idea. And um, we actually had to okay the trail build before. We, t- we took some personal and business risk doing this project. Um, we didn't have a budget. We okayed the trail build because it had to get built before a certain amount of time. We couldn't be there. Um, we couldn't. We didn't know if Matt and Maddie and Haruks could act. Um, we were trying to figure things out. We we didn't think they could do it, and then we got an acting coach to teach him or help him. Um, so, th- and then not only that, this this budget was supposed to be the Stump Jumper Evo and the Stump Jumper. We were supposed to do two projects, and we just said, you know, fuck it, we're just gonna do one. We we had fun to do the second one, but it would been much smaller. And then they just we just applied that to a different project because after this came out, do you really want to do a second project with a Stump Jumper? It's just gonna, you know, you didn't really need to do two. Um, and so yeah, there's a lot of a lot of um, there's a lot of things that play on this. We couldn't show up, so we had to trust the director. Um, and then obviously, um, I mean, the legend has it that I told Harrison, if there's, and Liam, if there's anything better on your sh- reel, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like it had to have fit, it had to fit the, you know what I mean? It had to fit sort of like the idea that this is, there's nothing better. Oh, you could pause there. This is kind of fun. So that shot, Jesus. that shot was found on the internet from some dude. And I just like call, I emailed him like, yo, can I buy the shot off of you? 
And he's like, yeah, some European dude. And he, I was like, yeah, we need source. He's like, yeah, it's a source, some shitty MP4. So Oleg, who, again, did some stuff for us, up it, put in the specialized... Um, the logo on the helipad there. Heli, he put the helipad in. He okay. put the he put the uh, he put the um, solar panels. Solar panels. The wind the windmill. All that stuff's oh, wow. added in post. He put this. There's satellite dishes right in the low, like lower part. Oh, I so we, details, eh? yeah, we wanted it to be. Um, we wanted to have like glimpse of the future, but not be overwhelmed by the future. Like the mm-hmm. future, this house will still exist, and some of these things will still exist. So we didn't. We wanted you to the viewer to feel the future, not like again. We don't point to things. At least I don't think we point to things. We just wanted people to feel it. And so I think that's also part of our humor as well. But yeah, go ahead and play So when it you play. find this footage, is it on like a stock stock? No, we just reached out to some dude. Let me stop it there for oh. a second. Um No, we just we just reached out. I just DM'd the dude and it's like, yo, can I buy this? And he's just like, oh, I can't I think we still bought it for like twelve hundred euro or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. And that that was a stressful moment trying to find that shit. Oh, but really? if you back it up just a little bit as well, like Must have been stoked. Um so back it up. So yeah, we have the floating bike, right? Again, that's just a small detail. It's it's not an expensive um, CG, meaning expensive can mean money and it also mean time. Mm-hmm. So um, that's not very. It's 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 still a it's still a thing. And uh, Peter, uh, I believe from uh, Cycle, did this. It's it's. I think that actually the the thing projecting is also CG. Um. Yeah. So this is not the same house. The interior no, is not. No, not yeah. even close. No. Yeah. What, what, and Stop here. It so looks this, real. Yeah. The, this looks like a real house. So all, all the house locations, I believe, are the same location. And um, this is a complete nod to that um, ad I was telling you about, about the Android with the butterflies. It's just like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, again, I, don't, I know it was a car ad, but I don't remember specifically what car ad. And I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. But uh, it was just this robot or this Android doing stuff. It was like, it'd be funny if Farouk's just like, pssst. You know, like fucking spritzing plants. And so, uh, yeah. Okay, so Harooks is a photographer that we Stop. know. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, he's a killer photographer. Legendary. He's uh, a great mountain biker. He is not an actor. He's not a professional athlete, but you put him as the uh, first main character in the film, and you have him all done up in uh, wig and beard and prosthetics, I guess, on his face yeah. to look like he's like 100 years old. Yeah. And I guess you worked with our our friend uh, Dallas at yeah. Vancouver. Yeah, I know Dallas. Makeup. Yeah, yeah. he did a great, great job. VFX or something like that. And here, no, here's really effects. you can stop here. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think a lot of this is the subtlety. I think the reason why this works is the subtlety. We didn't think if if this isn't subtle and if it isn't real, it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, like, if we're gonna be totally honest, if we took your style and tried to make this, I don't think it would have worked. Mm. Yeah. It mm-hmm. has to be. Super legit, yeah. And there's also the subversive side is, um, I probably shouldn't say this, but the subversive side of this is really kind of poking at documentaries that mm-hmm. don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of those, like, documentaries are just like... Like true crime, you mean? Were they like... No, not... No, specific <laughs> Mike documentaries. Oh, specific. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, <laughs> you know I mean? like, okay, okay. A lot of it is also kind of like, you don't... That's... It's kind of like my... It's like... This is going to sound really stupid, but it's like... Um, we want to make a better fake documentary than your real documentary. <laughs> and so I, people don't see it as a, as a documentary, but this is like, this is a documentary, right? And yeah. so um, um, there's really good documentaries. And then there's those documentaries where like such and such person is an amazing writer. I love writing with such and such person. 
It's like, yeah, so what? You know what I mean? There's like, there's real, there's no stakes, right? Mm -hmm. There's no stakes to this at all. There's no, there's no stakes to the story whatsoever. It's a really stupid, stupid concept. What's the process of getting uh, this makeup done on each of these characters? It takes like four hours. This is my, actually my favorite sequence. It takes about four hours. Jeez. Of what? what what's Let me the, stop like, it if you don't mind. Um, you will first. They have to get. They have to get cast. So they had to go to Vancouver to get like their face. Like they put something. Over yeah, they their got face. plaster in the face. Got straws up the nose. Yeah, if you're not if you're if you're claustrophobic, you're fucking hosed. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> and then from there, they get the latex, and they had like it's basically like skins. It's like face skins, you know. And these hair and these wigs are really expensive. You just rent them. The hair. Um, and so, um, and they degrade very quickly. So like a, a movie like Benjamin Buttons, I don't know how much makeup Brad Pitt had on or whatever, like the amount of time it takes to do that shit is insane. And we're, we're, I mean, in some ways we're small way of Dallas and maybe his assistant, you know, in those movies they have, I don't know how many people on makeup for that, but like, yeah, this stuff degrades really fast and, um, you have to be really careful when you're on set with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it takes four hours to get put on. It takes like two hours to get taken off. Does it take some effort to make it look real? Because it looks quite real in these shots, but are you tinkering quite a bit with the light and the angles? No. no. It just looks awesome. They did a good job, yeah. Wow. I mean, the one thing is that, and I, I don't know, we, the one thing is that all their hair is kind of the same. They kind of all have the same look. And ultimately, like, again, we're middle COVID. We're time distance space. It's like they probably would have had different setups. But again, I'm not going to go back and rewrite and say I'm complaining. Like they did a fantastic job, and he he called me. Uh, Hunter called me with his makeup on, and I I about fucking cried. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. I was like, "This is this going to work?" Again, you never really know if things are going to work until you can kind of see certain things. Like, yeah, this will work. Well, it really helps to get non-actors in a costume or a wardrobe or something fun, so they can feel like the character. They can fit the part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know if this is true, but is. Did you have them go through some actor training yeah. prior? Yeah, 100%. That's cool. Yeah, this guy, Christopher Marquette, he helped us on the last uh, Rock Shock shoot, too. He's a real sharp guy. Uh, he's been in a lot of movies. Real fantastic dude. He was in um, um, The Girl Next Door. He was in one of my favorite movies, uh, which is um, Just Friends, where uh, Ryan Reynolds is... Or Ryan... The Canadian, is that Ryan yeah, Reynolds? Yeah, yeah, Ryan yeah. Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds is the guy in the fat suit, and then all of a sudden he gets, like, super <laughs> hot dude, and then, like, Anna Ferris is basically playing a messed-up pop star, and they, like, have to, like, land, and Amy Smart's in it. It's one of the dumbest movies ever. It's so funny. He's and, in uh, the fat suit, like, the whole time? No, he's just in just the fat the suit. Beginning. Just in the beginning? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I really like this. stupid movies, and it's one of my favorites. It's a Christmas movie. It's a good stupid movie. Yeah, and Chris Chris is the younger brother. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he was also in uh, Barry recently. Yeah, he's 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 talented, and so he uh, in he was in Dustin's uh, feature that Dustin did. He started Dustin's feature. Dustin did a low budget self finance feature, and it's really good. And so they've been friends ever since. And him, uh, Chris, and his wife met on that uh, that feature. Uh, she was an actress, and um, so yeah, we we just was like we just had to. I don't know, man. It was it was real risk. It doesn't this does not work if it's if it's off at all. Like yeah, you, totally. You have a very narrow window to make this work. And, right, uh, let, let's cut to the uh, most infamous scene here, in my opinion. Which oh, you got to you got to back it up. I got to back up this oh. sequence though, because this sequence right here, I don't mean to take over. No, it's okay. This sequence is by far my favorite. And subtlety 
his eyes. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of radio banter here. We just record ourselves with radio banter. Like all this stuff is so like subtle. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, I noted that when I watched it this morning, that just moment of him blinking, mm-hmm. kind of like thinking, really sells it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like he had, we cut lines of dialogue out of there just to give it that moment. Yeah. Look at those lens flares. How many days did it take to shoot you? Shoot this? Like the light is amazing in all the shots. I mean, it's a long film too. Um, Liam Mullaney, Liam, Liam, and and Harry, and Harry yeah. behind the lens. Yeah, this Incredible. is fun too. Yeah, and when he sits it, that by far from here to here is like my favorite sequence in the movie. Um, those dudes were on the trail for ten days, I think, and getting up at three or four in the morning and only shooting one or one shot. This is a funny moment. Yeah, we got to play audio on this, please. That's is that the moment? Is that the what do you moment? Where he says shirt on or shirt yeah, off. Yeah, that's that was my big laugh. That was okay, all right. Shirt on. <laughs> can you tell us about that day? That's Maddie Miles. Well, yeah, we were there. Yeah, you guys stop it there. I tell is you that ad libbed or no? No. So no. Um, I'm Dustin's the better writer for sure. Um, I wrote the first draft of this because I kind of knew the story, and then I sent it to him. And like, there's lines in there that are clearly his, but that that was mine. Like, mm-hmm. it was like. Okay, he's going to be in the cabin out. So the, the cabin in the woods stuff was straight from the story of um, um, in Siberia, like this family escaped Russia's revolutionary war or something like that. And they lived completely unmolested, untouched for like 30 years in the middle of Siberia. And this fucking helicopter flew in and basically was like doing some um, geography stuff or whatever and saw him like after 30 years and uh, came down and then, they brought him basically to Russia. They all died because they all got disease, and that's not the fun part of the story. But that, that whole sequence is part of that, right? So he comes in. He's out in the woods by himself waving him off. That comes from that Wikipedia art- article there. Wow. Right? And then when I felt like, well, okay, so he's going to be in his underwear like no fucks given. And then, like, how do you say someone's crazy without saying, like, I'm crazy? You know, it's like, well, do you want this shirt on or do you want this shirt off? Like, he's, you know, it's like saying something else. Like, I think we play a lot in that. Mm-hmm. space their yeah. scripts is like you're saying two things at once you're also like setting the scene and like letting people know about this character yeah without real. being like hey i'm an idiot i don't know what i'm doing you know yeah it's real it's real quick you just cue it in real quick one line of dialogue or Sh- whatever two lines show, show, don't, show. show don't tell yeah I, I was gonna suggest we cut forward to uh, uh the underwear scene well, i mean the, that's in the bath where he's waving the tv off the helicopter off yeah, that's prior to that. So it's right about there, yeah. This Good. is, we're going to, yeah? Yeah, you'll see him in his underwear in a second. <laughs> All right, I don't you know. just want to see Maddie yeah. Madison's underwear. <laughs> How did they feel about that? Riding bikes and underwear in Crocs and old man. Oh, um, we were dying laughing. Like when he waves, like when he takes his left hand and just waves like that. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, how did they feel about it? I don't know. I don't remember that. I. I don't remember how they felt about it. I just remember laughing my ass off. I remember thanking Matt for doing it. Um, And uh, obviously, Haruk snapped the thumbnail, which went viral, which also contributed to the success of this. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just remember being real thankful that he did it because I thought it was really funny. Did you guys buy the underwear? 
It's like the proper type of underwear. Right, it's like dude. a little bit slack. It's, you know, it's got to be a wall. I just said it had to. Have been, it had to be tidy whities and I don't know. They went from there. I didn't. I, I wasn't on the ground for this. I mean, we were <laughs> we were supervising this from afar. We were actually shooting something else. We were actually shooting Odalila in space at this point. And, <laughs> oh my uh, god! And uh, yeah, so like Harrison will tell you a story, and Liam will tell you a story about like again when we get to the bike buried business. They didn't bury the bike. They sent me this clip. Like, look at this clip. Like, the bike's not buried. You got to bury the bike. Like, yeah, like, well, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah, man, fucking transformers don't walk the earth, like bury the fucking bike. And so they had to go back and like work till I felt bad, but they had to work pretty late and bury the bike and dig it all up and stuff. So yeah, it's uh, lots of stories around this production for sure. Yeah, no kidding. And, uh, and then I guess you pay tribute to Maddie Hunter's bar drag corner is that right you know that so so this is where yeah so this is I think it's up towards the end yeah that's, just like just let it go to we'll dive right into it um we we do, i do i'm not going to tell these guys how to shape a trail like uh, it's really naive of me to be like yeah i need you to do this there's some tears on him and stuff real subtle stuff but um i think it's actually before that um so they, they built the trail, like, there you go. Like, they built the trail, so mm. they, they called it the, to the toilet bowl, like, mm. it's before that. Um, and so it's really naive for me to be, like, in controlling, be like, yeah, do the trail the like I want to. It's like, no, they, they're out there. They figured it out. They know what they're doing. And so they made this. I, I had no idea what they were going to do. Uh, you know, I, I did once they told me, like, hey, we're going to put a turn in here. And then when you film, you're like, oh, he's doing the bar drag. And so... Um, which is still the uh, most viewed video on the Specialized yeah. YouTube channel. is It's a video called Matt Hunter Turns a Corner on His Mountain Bike. <laughs> yeah. I think. And it's like yeah. a 10-second clip. Yeah, it's a great ad. They turned it into an ad where there's like elbows not included, elbow pads not included or something like that. Mm. It was a really great ad when they did that. I, years ago, I showed up at that same corner that Matt Hunter turned. And we were with a... Uh, a very uh, prolific photographer, and we didn't know about that shot of Matt Hunter at the time because it wasn't released. Oh, I know. And, and I was shooting a, a mountain equipment co-op ad, and the photographer said, if you shoot that corner, it cannot come out. It cannot come out. <laughs> he yeah. didn't let me shoot the corner because he knew that that Matt Hunter thing was... Coming out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I said, okay, sir. And I didn't shoot it. Actually, no, I think I shot it, and then I literally didn't put it in the video. And it was yeah. sick. Stephen Matthews said it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So all this stuff is really kind of the stuff that you really stress about making it work. This is the stuff where you're like, it's, it's the middle of the film. It's not the beginning. It's not the end. It's the middle. The middle is usually, you know, second act is really the hardest part. We have to set up why he leaves, which is a completely ridiculous conceit. And this, this is all like, you know, collab between Dustin and myself on, on um, I didn't know how to end the scene. So he's talking about it. And then Dustin came up with, um, you know, when you taste perfection you don't ask for seconds or something like that and uh so this is how we work you know and so like that's that's the line it worked perfectly for it mm -hmm. i'm really curious what are what is the crew if you're not there on the ground with them what is the crew working off of do they have a script do they have storyboards yeah. like what kind of documents are they looking at are they um, winging there's it? a lot of, no 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 um that's the berry shot the way to bury the bike um we we don't have to tell people how to do interviews i mean we told them sort of roughly what we want you can stop it here um, but uh, a lot of conversations. We talk a lot. We expect a level. We we talk about things, and we expect a certain level from them. We also trust them. You know, we're not gonna. I don't want to sit and I don't. I, we did one project where we supervised people via Zoom, Zoom, and um, you know, a live cam feed. And I never want to do that again, ever in my life. It's just it's just too much. Yeah. 
I was getting fucking blasted by like three o'clock in the afternoon because I was just like, I can't do this. <laughs> um, but uh, no, we just trusted him, and then we talked. We talked about it. We had references. Um, uh, Robin, the onset director, uh, he and I talked, and we went through the shot list. You know, and he 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 had some stuff that kind of went rogue, and we we ended up, you know, it was, it's his interpretation of a script, and we ended up um, essentially sort of shaping it back to a little a little bit of the script. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of conversations. We talk a lot with whoever we're working with, and we trust them until we can't. You know, and then it's like gotta do it this way you yeah. know like the berry shot you're just saying kind of thing yeah exactly it's like well he wouldn't you know the logic yeah you're right the logic the bike would not be buried after 30 years in the sun it some have some weeds over it's like yeah i don't give a shit it's like put it yeah, on yeah. goddamn ground yeah, yeah those those are director decisions where you got to push yeah it's essentially we're creative directors at this point right we wrote the script we have this thing in our head and um we want to uh make our vision happen it's it's our vision first and then if you got something better i'm happy to see it yeah and there's also movie logic right like yeah. it, you take storytelling shortcuts to sell things all the time yeah there's what's that there's like a theory of cool i can't remember what the name of the theory is. sometimes you just do shit because it's cool like yeah that's it yeah that's <laughs> totally it. actually i wanted to cut to some sort of like white room and they're like brushing it off with like a like a little tiny brushes like mm. they're in some egyptian artifact or something like that archaeological but digs yeah, yeah yeah it just I mean, we also had a middle section where we sold Maddie Miles as a celebrity. It just, uh, yeah. we, we couldn't pull it. It was like a full international man of mystery, why he disappeared. Mm. And I mean, some, some things work out better for, and there's actually, there's two different endings too. And um, uh, it's, it's shaped out the way it is. You know, I wouldn't say it's divine, but things happen for a reason. You cut things off and here we are. Um, but the ending was supposed to be, if you play it forward, um, That volume a little bit there. Here, that's so with the end scene here. Yeah, this once again, the bike is floating. This time, not on fishing line, but on just hover geo. modules. So this is this is oh, everything was just to deliver these things. These three. Let's turn that down a little bit. What went in there, Mr. Miles? Stuff. <laughs> that's a great line too. <laughs> that's best us, yeah. Stuff. Can I? So. Yeah, this is this ending was was a lot of work. There's a lot of work to see if this was gonna work. You know what I mean? And we tried a few different things, and um, it, it it's, it's a recap of his life, right? Mm -hmm. You know, essentially. And uh, this is a great shot. We had to end it on that shot. It was just yeah. a beautiful shot. He's got that flow, Matty Miles. Got that long bike in the air, and another bike in the air. It's that was tougher mark. to do because it was handheld. But um, oh, what? Oh, how was the bike hanging? Fishing line. Yeah, but it's still yeah, harder to paint it out and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, oh God. We were going to have an ending where, um, all that last sequence was in his Maddie Miles' head and he was on the bike and he's like falls over. I was like, that was sick. And so, like, it just didn't really work out the way it was shot. And so, um, the ending is what it is. But we were going to have, like, the whole last sequence is really technically in his head. This reminds me that we did a project that uh, people could have said, this reminds me of a Sabretooth production because we hung a bunch of bikes. Yeah. And after I'd, I'd, you know, we had got through the writing process, I realized, oh, God, wait, this is kind of like the it's hanging bikes in the specialized thing. Which oh one boy. was that? Uh, project our one. project one where we did the oh, robot arm thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, was, that was really slick. I don't know what it was about, but it was really slick. <laughs> <laughs> it was about bikes yeah. in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sometimes no. you just want to do something that's cool, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm, I'm not being critical. I'm <laughs> Don't don't take that as a big critique. I'm I'm just kind of laughing. But yeah, this is kind of my subversive masterpiece about 
um, slightly subversive, but. And how was the reception on this project? Gratifying? Um, you never know, right? So it comes out and. Um, what, what's the top comment there? Okay, whoever was in charge of this deserves a serious raise. Ooh. Now, do you print that out and bring it into the boardroom and specialize next next week? Or, uh, nah, we're not, that, we're not that way. We're pretty quiet. I mean, to be honest with you, like, I like talking about the academics of things, but, like, we don't, I mean, we, we, we barely eke out a social media channel. Like, we're, we're quiet. You know, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know why. But um, we're just happy that things work and um, people are happy. And, uh, you know, Mike really liked it. He's told me several times. I mean, he's a year later be like, hey, this is Ian. You know, I'd see him on the trail. The dude still rides, you know, and he'd be like, oh, this, this is Ian. He, he did the perfect lap. I was like, yeah. they're like, yeah, Mike, we talked about that last time, you know, like. Um, so it's, it is gratifying that. I mean, you, you also want to forget you did this. You know, like, I, I'm not going to sit there and be like, yeah, you remember me? I'm the dude that did the perfect lap. It's like, give me a break. So, um, you just move on and you, um, I was a joker. I don't know if it's a joke, but it's like, I'm sure you guys feel this. I call it chasing the dragon, you know, drug dealer, drug users mm -hmm. will always chase a dragon. Right. So they need a bigger high. And so I'm sure I'm assuming this is the highest of the high right there for, for this brand. I mean, um, yeah. So you're always chasing that high essentially. And then it's a tough one to beat. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I agree. I don't think you ever do anything like this again. I, I mean, we did some subsequent little smaller ads that were kind of goofy, but like, if they're like, "Yeah, I want to do stump jumper and do this perfect lap too," I'd be like, "Yeah, good luck." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just it just doesn't happen that way. Yeah. What do you do when people ask you, "Hey, that was great. Uh, can you make another? Can you?" We do did a that. We did that, and it just um, the first stump jumper film, the first Levo film we did was essentially a sequel to that, and. Um, um, and I actually did, we got, I got hired from Boldly to do some swim goggle thing. They're like, we like this. Uh, could you make this for these swim goggles? Essentially, I'm going to tell you, I never want to do that again. It's just not, it's not, you don't want to repeat yourself, first of all, because like, you feel like you're in fifth grade. It's like, you ever have those dreams and you're like, you're like, I'm in fifth grade and I graduated and I'm in high, you know, I'm a, you know, it's like, you feel like you're back in that chair again. Um, and it's really, and you know, unless you're making the Godfather 2, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. really hard to make or Empire Strikes Back. Like it's very rare that sequels are great. Agreed. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's the like, burden, yeah, of, yeah. burden of success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys did a couple sequels to your stuff, right? So how to buy a bike, and then how to buy an e bike, and all yeah, that sort of stuff. But exactly. you you evolved the story, right? So and, it, and it's like, oh, can we do a sequel of that? That one did so well. And it's like, oh, we don't want to. Yeah, I, I'd advise whoever's whoever marketing person's listening to this, don't. It's just not. Don't do it. Yeah, just do something new. Yeah, yeah. Something new. Think exactly. of something fresh. Yeah. It's um, I think what's the word? Um, effort. Effort. <laughs> <laughs> Should we play a what? little game, or are we still got? Oh, uh, actually, I, uh, yeah. What, go what's for up? It. Oh, I was just curious. That, no, what? no. What? It's that. What, what the hell Best Alonzo in the that. biz over here. Oh my god. Alonzo just passed out. He fell on the keyboard. Wake up, Alonzo. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard from you. I mean, I don't know if this is your forum, but like, what are you, what's your guys' process? Well, how do you guys do things and stuff like that? I'm always curious about that. At a 70%. No, I'm just kidding. No, oh. we're, we're, like we, we're giving it a Because you guys all, all kind of work together and mm -hmm. write and all mm -hmm. that stuff, right? So like, how? Well, well, usually, I mean, if it's a commercial, if yeah. that's what you're asking, I guess, uh, we'll learn about the product. We just want to be educated about it. We want to learn everything yeah. we can. And we also encourage all of the bad ideas from the client side. Just throw them our way. Throw every seed of the idea, every, any seed of an idea you have. 
And then we'll take it, usually maybe throw out all of those ideas. Maybe we'll take, borrow something. And then we just sit down and we sit on the couch and we just, we write and we just make each other laugh. And we just try to identify, was that funny? Was that funny? And you try to like notice like, okay, we all <coughs> just laughed at that. I think there's a genuine moment there. And like, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just that, honestly. It it's is. just sitting in the chair and laughing. And then uh, it's, and, until you have a script and then going on set and doing things. And then you try to laugh. And then you you say, okay, next, next shot, next setup, laugh. And then you get in the editing room and then you're trying to laugh. And it's yeah. just that. It's like following the laughs the whole way through from A to B. Yeah, we kind of have a saying, if it makes us laugh, we put it in. Yeah. Also, mm. you, you talked about... Sounds um, a lot easier than... In your actors. first project with the VO and how you had the internal logic of, you know, can they talk to him and what not. And we have those conversations a lot around like, like with the best friend on the trail one, it was like no one ever actually sees him or interacts with him. Yeah. Like, we, ch we always try to poke holes in the logic of the story. Yeah. And we're challenging each other as much as we can. Like, what are the rules? What makes sense? You know, where, where is he in physical space? All these things. What, um, what do you think your guys' best project is? Like, the one that you guys sort of like, yeah, this is, this is the one to hang a hat on. And again, I, I, I'm not, I've moved well past the perfect lap. Let's just put it that way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, that was in the past. But like, what's your, what's your guys' sort of, one probably I, one I didn't even work on, but how to buy a, how to buy an e-bike is or how to buy a mountain bike. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. That's hard. What about commercial? Yeah, I guess because that was just for you guys, Mahalo, Mahalo, right? That was no, that no, was a commercial. I really like our trek. pharmacy ad that we worked on. Yeah, we all had a, a, yeah. a hand in that one. Once daily bikes. That was yeah. really fun. Yeah. It's fun to just take like a format and then try to match it, like what yeah. you did with Odalila. That's well, that's really fun. That process was interesting too because Trek came to us with some sort of pharmaceutical ad concept. Yeah, which is a good concept, and they wanted like three or four ads. Yes, and so we wrote like we spitballed, <clears throat> um, like they didn't say what type of pharmaceutical. So we, I was like, okay, well, like a Viagra ad is funny. Yeah. Right. And then we also had we had two more. <laughs> it's funnier than the cancer ad. Yeah. Well, we had two. We had two more. One was an antidepressant, which is a little bit trickier. Yeah. 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 And yeah. the other one was a quitting smoking ad. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually I think is still a good idea. Where it was like, oh, I just needed to get rid of the few. It was so quitting basically cars, quitting cars. Right? Yeah. But yeah. You, the reveal is later, and it's like. I think that marketing. Um, as a side, I think the marketing fallacy, like the academics behind like getting e-bikes so you don't have to ride your car, I think is kind of like. It's a dream. Know. It's just yeah. like, it, I don't think it sells anyone the bike ever. No, but we're just we just want to make a good I, joke. I'm just as a side, yeah. yeah. So I totally, yeah. I totally agree. And yeah. I, but I also question how much of any of this sells uh, a real concept and more. It, I think it's all feeling, and I think it's entertaining people personally. Yeah, I think like if you can, um, um, I think advertising is a challenge uh, in the sense that like they don't want to watch this shit. Yeah. And so people don't want to watch ads. And so if you can give them something and you can break that, yeah, that's the challenge. That's what I'm always questioning too. When we make something, I'm like, is this a good enough thing to just watch regardless of whether yeah. it's an ad? Like, mm -hmm. and, and also watch it regardless of whether it's like, I personally don't care about things that are just cool. Like so many ads are just like slick and cool yeah. and, and grabbing. And I'm kind of like, Okay. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't do anything for me. I need the comedy or, or, or a hook, an emotional something. hook. Yeah. You know, you can make someone like pull at heartstrings or whatever, but mm -hmm. I, I'm the same way with like, I don't love like dumb action movies. Unless like the cool thing is like cutting edge and something you've never Sh seen before. Sure. But then if it's like, okay, yeah, we've seen this, like we've seen these like cuts before. But I don't we've think you can run a million times. I don't think you can run those as long though. 
unless you have a, a story yeah. that holds we, the we, thing we've together. gone to much shorter ads we're yeah. we're doing much shorter ads now it just it just uh it's a beast to do a six minute ad yeah, yeah. totally i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're short films it's insane yeah oh uh, my can i tell a story yeah uh, absolutely i think um for me at least um you know i think specialized has had in the past some really great ads like they not just great for the bike industry i'm talking like the 90s print ads with um, you know, uh, Quentin holding up his hands, you know, in an ad that's selling blood flow to your penis. And I mean, they're not, some of these are very not appropriate now. They're really aggressive back then. And you couldn't run some of these, but Goodby Silverstein ran those ads for a long time and uh, probably shaped a lot of who, who, how I see the world a little bit. Those ads were great. And so we did a meeting. Um, there's a new creative person coming on board and, uh, Rich was presenting his best hits. Rich Silverstein was presenting his best hits of his ads. And I don't, I don't know why I'm on this call. Someone asked me to be on this call. This is still when we work there. And uh, then they start showing the perfect lap. And I was mm. like, oh, interesting. <laughs> you know, like Rich Silverstein showing off the perfect lap. And uh, he didn't know I was on the call. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, wow, it's too long. We cut it down for you. I was like, they totally cut it up and all that stuff. But that was a pretty surreal moment for me to watch fucking Rich Silverstein from Goodby fucking Silverstein present your ad and saying it was a great ad. So yeah, it's sweet. It's kind of, that was kind of a nice sort of capstone to that whole thing. I'm thinking about our process more. I feel like, I feel mm. like it's very similar to yours too. And I'm thinking yeah. about the post process. It's just, uh, that's the most mentally taxing part because it's like, uh, one, one of the, uh, we do a lot of this internally, right? We edit a lot of our stuff. We, if we had, I don't know, there's a lot of homies that work on our stuff. And so you have to be very gentle with the feedback and not upset people, but then also have to be ruthless at the same time and just get shit done. And man, that yeah. you, know, you have to like, there's a fine line of like, kind of like spoiling the whole creative process with a stressful post-production process. Yeah. You know? We delivered six ads for rock shocks. I think, I don't know, maybe a few weeks ago and it was fucking tough. You know, when you're doing six ads and you're going through all those cuts and all that sort of stuff, it's tough. But someone put a lot of effort into something and you just think that it would be better off if you cut it out entirely and cut the fat. Mm -hmm. And it's like yeah. you're, sometimes you're killing your honeys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we have no problem with that. There's, killing your darlings. We, we have no problem with that. It's like if it doesn't work, it's out. Like it just doesn't. Yeah. It's, just, it's out. We're and not it's DPs sad. though. We're like, we're not. We're not DPs at heart. We don't like. Yeah, I can. I could point a camera and tell. I tell Harrison or whoever work like I want to fucking 25 here in this and like i guide that but i that's a great shot i can't cut it's like yeah i can cut <laughs> you know like it's no problem just like that yeah i think we have one more question before we jumped into our mm -hmm. game mm -hmm. uh what do you what what like what's the pie in the sky for you is there um do you have some big goal that you're working towards something that you want to do in your career um yeah i mean we're, we're a bit of a hybrid agency at this point so we're writing everything and i mean the rock shock stuff is like for the only goal that matters was stuff that we wrote and so we're we're learning how to be an agency in some respects and that's hard you know it's tough um when we work for specializers we're literally just project to project do this do that do this and now it's a bit of a different relationship we're trying and i i think by de facto we were shaping things right we just didn't realize it we were kind of so stuck in production world so now we're kind of growing up a little bit and trying to become like i guess i don't try or whatever we're, we're acting as a hybrid agency and running that part of it is a challenge and that's the hardest thing that's been like productions i wouldn't say it's easy 
it's pretty straightforward. You show up, you do what you need to do, you get home. Post is tough. You either sub it out to, we work with Cycle Media a lot, or we, you know, we did it on this one, uh, um, where we worked with Hunt on on some stuff. But anyways, like you figure out how you want to do posts. Like it's pretty straightforward. It's running a company. That's the hard part, and running an agency and how to deal with clients and how to sell yourself. So that's in the short term is trying to figure that out. I think if you were to ask Dustin and materialize here, eventually we'll probably want to do our own TV show and do some movies and he's already done a movie. I did a short that, you know, went around. It was like kind of like this noir short that I filmed at a convenience store that was right by my house. Yeah. What's in the envelope? Oh yeah. That's good. Cool. You see, you did your homework. Nice. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, that's good. I really enjoyed it. Oh, uh, thank you. That was, that's literally right around the corner of my house. Uh, the shitty little, well, I can't say it's shitty. It's well beloved convenience store called Kong's. And, uh, Oh, so it is called Kong's. Yeah. No, yeah. That was, cause I was noticing like you, there's a shot where you can like see, like it's in the store and you can see the sign. I'm like, Oh man, they made that sign. No, no, oh, no. That's <laughs> everything you see there. The reason why we shot there was everything you see there was basically free art direction. Oh wow. Yeah. It was a tough shoot that we shot overnight. But anyways, that was like 2016. That was like, okay, can I do this? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be great to do, um, a show or, um, like a movie. I have some ideas and uh, probably like a thriller, you know, I don't know. Maybe I have to do something comedic. I, I don't know. I don't know if I could sustain a comedy for, for 90 minutes. Like, I don't, I don't know if I have that sort of stamina. I think, I think doing straight up comedy is really hard. And I think if mm-hmm. you have a comedic flair, you can do a different genre and then just insert that. Like, yeah, like break. Everyone always says like breaking bad and lots of comedy or, you know, whatever a succession has lots of comedy. Yeah, like um, Fincher's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. There's a moment. This is a very serious and heavy movie, but mm-hmm. she she had complimented the dude's fabric in an earlier scene, and so after she gets her revenge on him, she like holds up his jacket and she's like, "Ooh, Gabardine!" It fucking cracks me up every single time <laughs> that she just like tortured this dude as mm-hmm. revenge, and it's like is noticing the fabric, and that's like a perfect fucking Ian joke. Like I fucking love that. It's like you're not pointing to the joke, but it's so fucking funny in that moment for me at least you know and a lot of um comedians and comedic actors are having a lot of success in thrillers yeah. and, and horror like like uh jordan peele and yeah um the guy that did that movie barbarian yeah he was in the whitest kids you know so I, I, and they always talk about how it's, it's the same magic trick right the sort of like element of surprise yeah. of like telling a joke or like doing a thrill so i think it's all the same it's, language yeah for me it's like getting the time either this fails you know sitting that's a bit fatalistic here, but if like favorite saber tooth fails, like then I have the time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if we'll exist. I mean, we're working pretty hard to, to deliver and we do, we we're working with rock shocks now and we have some, we did some pretty safe ads, did some robot shit um, around the shocks and make it look premium. Um, but we have some stuff that will kind of push a little bit, a little, a little bit more of us in it, you know? And, uh, and then, um, yeah, we're just trying to figure out if we can be good at, that part of the job, which is taking creativity and taking it and putting it into direction for a brand versus like, I mean, we were doing that for specialized, but it's, it's much more formal now versus like, do this, do that, do this, you know, just hopping from a lily pad to a lily pad. We, we run a business now and that took us a while to understand that that's what we were doing. So you're going to tell us what's in the envelope? I don't even, dude, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I, Did we get to know? My, my guess is the, there never was. Yeah, it's just a full on Yeah, it's a yeah, 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 it's just... It just was, uh, it's like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's where it took influence. Again, we wrote this, this is 2016. So maybe we wrote in 2015. So, Mm -hmm. um, the the short's called Kong's. It, it's, it was, uh, it was interesting shoot. It was anytime. I mean, I don't know if you guys have 
maybe it's getting into the technicality, but anytime there's a scene with people in a circle or triangle, you're fucking doing a lot of setups. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking, it takes so long to do this shit. And so we did a table scene recently. It's just fucking so long to shoot all the angles. So much continuity that you have to pay attention to. But then if you watch like Mank, they have a table scene in the Hearst Castle. And I think the scene's like, I don't know, it feels like it's 20 minutes. It feels like Mank's four hour movie. But there's a table scene that seems to run on forever. And I was like, that looks like a fucking nightmare to shoot. Like, there's like, like there's a characters walking, moving cameras and cutting in. Like, how the fuck does that guy do that? I don't, I don't know. I'm very impressive. Have you seen Dinner in America? No. Great movie. A lot. It's a lot <laughs> of it is set at tables, and there's a lot of those setups. And uh, it's a great movie. I think you might enjoy it. It's like a mix of like Napoleon Dynamite meets uh, Dinner in America. Okay. Um, meets what? Sound Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a good, good laugh. One. Matt texted me the other day. Goes, "Have you seen Dinner in America?" I'm like, "I've never heard of that movie." And I watch yeah. a lot of movies, yeah. and I'm like, "We're always trying to get him to watch classic movies he's never seen." And I'm like, "Matt's like, no, 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 obscure recent film." I typed in <laughs> best comedy films 2022, and it was yeah. like number seven. And I was like, "Oh, punk rock. Oh, that seems pretty good." And yeah. it, was, it was really good. I believe it. I want a lot, lot of setups. I, I, I downloaded on. it. Yeah, it is funny. It is Jeez, funny when you're it, talking guys. to uh, when you're talking to people, and I don't know how this is like. I'll talk to Harrison and be like, "Yeah, man, did you see uh, Predator?" And I don't know if he has one. He's like, "What's that?" It's like, <laughs> "What?" You know, like or like film. Aliens. Yeah. Like Aliens is one of my favorite films. It's the, one of the best action movies ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, and again, I don't know if that specific one, but you can. You, that's when you know you're getting old, man. Like, Have you heard the story of the aliens pitch <clears throat> that James Cameron did? Yeah, the dollar sign with yeah, that's so good. That could who knows if that's fucking true? But I, who cares? Legendary. <laughs> Maybe that's someone came up with that marketing. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, what was it? What was it? So they were doing a pitch to like 20th Century Fox or whoever, and James Cameron walks in and it says Alien on a on a blackboard. Because it's a sequel. Because it's a sequel, and he just writes an S and then puts a line through the S for a dollar sign. Yeah, I mean. I also heard that he tricked a bunch of people that he can get bugs to act on cue. By there's a bunch of bugs or something like that, and then like he said action, and they fucking you know shot electricity in the bugs, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the worms are all wiggling. And no, like, that was on uh, hmm. Piranha: The Spawning. <laughs> Piranha 2: The Spawning was the first movie he ever directed, and it wasn't bugs; it was fish. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah, they couldn't solve the problem of how to do this thing, and he he figured it out, and everyone was like, "Oh shit!" And he was like, "He's a smart twenty five or something at yeah. that point." That was the first movie he directed. Uh, he's a fucking brilliant guy. Like, he's crazy. Yeah, Avatar two, Avatar six. Like, <laughs> what? We're still in this world. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. What about you guys? Like, what's your what's your next steps? Uh, deciding what our next steps are. This or that. <laughs> yeah. Was it all behind the, like the curtain? No, it's uh, it's more. We don't even know. Yeah, making some more stuff for ourselves that our fans want to see. Short term. Yeah, and, you, uh, you guys have opportunity to uh, just uh, do some passion projects, which is hard to do when you're a team and trying to. I don't know how you survive. guys do it. I said it. At the, I don't know how you do it. Like I'm tapped. Like if you asked me to do another film project, like on top of work, I'd be like, absolutely not. It's like, I, I really don't know how you guys, like, will do, st- like, because we kind of talk, like, maybe it was like, I ain't fucking acting in shit. <laughs> but like, um, I mean, that's how we started in high school, right? It was like, yeah. we, we didn't know what else yeah. to do. So we're just acting. And we're Did just, you guys all went to high school together? You two? N- not me. No, no uh, not but either. I mean, it was, we both had YouTube channels. Dave had a YouTube channel. Okay. We had a YouTube channel. And I mean, yeah, that's what you do when you don't have actors. You just ask, you just 
do it yourself. No, and I, ask your homie, right? So then there's your film school. Little did we exactly. Little did we know that we we're like kind of like creating like little characters for ourselves in our own little world that, you know. Yeah, so. I, it's fully impressive. Like I, I don't know how you guys put as much output out as you do. It's quality output. You know, I mean, of course you go film. You know, someone riding down the trail and it's like you know, whistler bike park stuff or whatever. But it still takes effort to do that stuff mm-hmm. amongst the commercial stuff. Yeah, it, I mean, like, the yeah. IFHC film sketch side of it is, it's our true passion, I feel like. It's filmmaking, it's comedy, we love making people laugh, it's, we like making things that obviously get a bazillion views and get shared around the world, but also the Mahalo My Dude side of things and riding bikes is just, like, we try to treat it like it's our day off. Mm, got it. Got Even it. though it takes a shitload of work to make <laughs> it all come together. Yeah, we don't, we don't have that sort of, like, view view sort of success i mean we have you know the perfect lap did pretty well and stuff like that but we don't we don't have that i think if anything hopefully we just have some influence it'd be it's like it's a real treat to be like yeah we had some influence in a brand that i grew up um really sort of like admiring or like industry like uh, you know i like mountain biking I, I do it been doing it for a long time i'm not great at it but like you know it's great to have some influence but we don't we don't have that like that view you know what i mean so i don't i mean it's impressive that you guys are able to pull in people from, you know, I saw some dude in the parking lot in Santa Cruz, like something, something, IFHT, or Mahalo, my dude, I can't. It's you guys' sporting the merch. Yeah, you guys' mm. brands kind of blend in a little bit with me. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, the difference between IFHT and Mahalo, my dude's like, I don't, no idea. Um, I just know that the same dude's doing it. So uh, it's cool. It's cool to see some just random dude. It's like, wow, he's sporting a Mahalo, my dude, something or other, you know? Yeah, sometimes That's we're awesome. blown away, too. What the heck are you doing with that thing on? Yeah. <laughs> Man, we are totally feeding off each other in this room, hey, fellas? <laughs> yeah, sorry to run along. Feeding off each other. Totally feeding. Do you recognize that quote? Yeah. Feeding off each other. He was at your place the other night. He is in one of your films. Oh. He I was feeding that off matter. each other. Yes. He's not a gatherer, but eh? <laughs> <laughs> What was that from? It's from uh, oh. Seasons, the collective film. Yeah, uh, yeah, they played. They <laughs> this shit's too funny. They played at the Matt retrospective, you know, twenty years of specialized, which is amazing. They had a, they played one of the collective movies, and uh, it was pretty funny to watch that shit. That's yeah, to be honest with you, Some stuff's changed. That and it's just like, so tonight they have what the the Ant Hill movie or is it? Nothing's for free. Free ride entertainment. Free ride entertainment. Sorry, I get again. I I don't really know that many people, so you have to. That's all good. Yeah, I get confused. So free ride. My guess is they're gonna look at like films like that. It's almost like they're gonna be commenting on what we watched at Maddie, at Matt's twenty year. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I was sending it back in the day for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, thank you, God. Wait, let me summarize. <laughs> I insert Wilhelm scream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Will, the dude, sound dude, uh, I work with, has the original. Like no. The, yeah. So that Wilhelm what? scream in what, our on vinyl or. No, he has the original. I don't know. You have to talk to me like that. Wilhelm scream in ours is fucking the original one. <laughs> Pretty sure we have it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, did you, yeah. hear that the ext- did you hear the extended version of it that came out recently? No. Where it's um, it was supposed to be like man being bit by alligator, and they've got the live take of the guy. Oh, really? Directing the voice actor. Oh, nice. And he does it. And he's like, oh, he's like, no, no, you got to go harder. And he's like, oh. And then you get the you get the real. Do one. you see? Have you seen the video clip of what of that? Like the dude getting the the, the the cowboy getting shot. No, it's like boom, guy gets shot and he's falling off a horse. Ah! Yeah, yeah. Oh my okay. god. Yeah, I think I think I've seen that one. I don't know. I've seen like the. Are you talking about like compile the compilation of like 
all the times the Wilhelm scream no. is used in Hollywood? No, that? it's oh, like, okay. well, I think it's, um, I'm no researchologist here, but uh, I think, um, you know, the sound effect had to be applied to some first movie, right? Mm. Oh, I it think, might have been the first usage. Yeah, 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 yeah the first yeah, yeah. use of it was like this cowboy getting shot off of a, a horse in a, I think a Western, right? You know, mm. so cowboys and Indians type shit. And uh, he falls off the horse and fucking Wilhelm scream. This would be like the ultimate uh, IFHD trevia question. How many times <clears throat> has the Wilhelm scream fe- been featured in? Oh, it's got to be thousands. <laughs> it's in all sorts of shit. It's no, just in our stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah, trivia for like a lot. lot. Yeah. I thought I was being clever being the first one in the Stump Jumper film. Obviously, I wasn't fucking clever enough. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know if I noticed it. Maybe uh, it's when the guy falls off. I, I noticed it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, yeah. it was hard. Their sound wasn't really on here. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we thought we were being super. I thought I was being super clever. Oh, it's the best. You probably were, man. You probably well, were. Will had it. And I was like, yeah, let's put it in. Putting movie. those inside <laughs> jokes for people that know, if you know, you know, moments are always yeah. the yes, best. Yes, 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 yes. And then the jokes to encourage people to rewind and just watch it again. Because that exactly. was always our shit. Like, that's yeah. what we like to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all rewatchable, which is great. I mean,. I imagine Trek's super happy with what you guys do. I mean, you're getting fucking tons and tons of views for them and so forth. Sometimes. Yeah, I think so. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. They're happy. They're happy. And I hope they made it to the end of this podcast and that they are true chothers and followers <laughs> of Feeding Off Each Other. Number one Feeding Off Each Other podcast in the world. I think it's time for a game. Yeah, okay. we gotta play a game. The game where you choose between oh. two radically different options. Either this or that. Are you ready? <laughs> it got cut off there. We missed the intro. Started at the beginning. Yeah, middle. Alonzo Blit. Okay, so we're going to play a game called <laughs> This or That. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. They're going to have two options, either this or that. Yes, correct. Uh, you understand the rules? Yeah, I'm a little slow, but let's see how it goes. Yeah. Okay, at your own pace. We're going to play some music as well. Question one, beer or coffee? Uh, coffee. Tacos or burritos? Tacos, Marinas specifically. Bad actor or bad cinematographer? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'd rather take a bad cinematographer than than a bad actor because a bad actor breaks everything. Yep, good choice. Mm-hmm. Huge budget but minimal control, or small budget with total control. Give me the fucking money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm rich, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It just depends. I don't know. Whatever. I'm being facetious. Give him the money. Wipe front to back or back to front? Oh, fucking for sure front to back. (laughs) Would you rather be... That's a dumb question. (laughs) The other guy said the opposite last time. That's another pod. Four feet tall or eight feet tall? Oh, fuck, man. Well, would I be athletic gifted? Because I can maybe play in the NBA. You're you, you. Yeah, oh. Um... Oh fuck! You're still you. Sorry. Four, honestly, probably four feet tall. Aww. You're the first person to say that, yeah. and you're—I think that's the right answer. Yeah, it's really bad to be that tall. You fucking yeah. hit your head on everything. Flying would be way a nightmare. And you die. Young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your heart can't pump that much. Early mornings or late nights? Oh fuck! Like I guess. Yeah, I'm getting older, so probably just early mornings. Even though I do not get up to an alarm clock these days, I'm just like, well, unless I have a shoot or something, I just fucking roll out of bed at 7:30. Batman or Spider-Man? Batman. He's more my personality. Latte or Americano? Americano. Travel back in time or to the future? Like, would I stay there? Yeah. Um, Man, if you travel back in time, you know some shit, so you'd be like, you'd be fucking moving good. So let's go back in time. Bad breaks or bad suspension? 
Probably bad breaks. Uh, piss a marble or poop a baseball? <laughs> poop a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys have the baseball? Can we bring the baseball? Yeah. yeah we heard enough. We heard enough. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a really bad choice. I, I feel like this is going to curse me somehow. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm going to be like, uh, I don't I'm not know. Gonna for you. Uh, probably poop a baseball. Nice. That's the popular choice. Yeah. Ari or red? Ari. Robots or aliens? I think they're all the same. Uh, I like both of them, but uh, robots. Practical or CGI? Practical after that project. <laughs> Film or digital? Digital. Ninja Turtles or Transformers? Ooh, probably Ninja Turtles. Wooly Mammoth or Sabertooth Tiger? Sabertooth Tiger. Long takes or quick cuts? Oh shit, we just did a project and there are like too many fucking long ass takes. <laughs> like, too, like we have 50, like 50 versions of the same shit. Uh, so what are the options? <laughs> <laughs> long take or quick cuts? Quick cuts, man. After this project, we just did quick cuts. Close up or wide shots? Close ups. Comedy or action? Uh, I guess comedy. Warmer or cooler? Uh, I live in Santa Cruz and it's always cold there, so I'm probably going to just go. It's pretty temperate there, I should say. It's not cold. Uh, I'd go cooler. What about film-wise? Like, oh, color temperature-wise? Yeah. Oh, like on color correction? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely cooler. Star Wars or Star Trek? <laughs> Shit, that's easy. Star Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so easy. So easy. <laughs> and finally, wide angle or long lens? I'm kind of a wide angle close guy. Ooh. Yeah. Very like, that of you. <laughs> but not like, oh, not, not that you do this, but not like what's recently happened where they take a fucking fisheye and put it like this close to people's faces. I'm not like music video camera wide. But I'm not a long... Again, if Harrison materialized right here, I, I've told him never take your hundred fucking millimeter out of the bag, and then I'd be like, "Hey, can you bring out? <laughs> can you bring out the hundred? He'd be like, "I told you." You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, I did say that. So probably wide, wide. Well, that was another edition of this it's or that. Oh, Good yeah. job, dude. Thank you, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you crushed it. Thank you. Thank you to those who made it to the end of the podcast That's out yeah, there in Chutherland. We call our our, our listeners Chuthers. Feeding off each other. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I was, sorry, it was this long. I do apologize. No, 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 no. We had a great time. Yeah, we're just feeding off each other out here. We're this feeding is, off each other. We're, I'm always worried about it being long for like the guests' life and time. It's so. a pleasure to uh, talk with you and talk shop. Yeah, like been wanting to do this for. Uh, you probably were on our original list of podcast guests. Uh, when I, we first I, met I feel it. honored by that. Honestly, yeah. like yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm glad. I mean, it's cool to get. It's no lie. It's cool to get some recognition. People say it's not cool. They're full of shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, and again, it, Dustin's not here. He's equally as part of this from the beginning. Zanny's also part of it later. So I have to preface that. It's like you're having half the team, you know. Well, next time, they're welcome on. Yeah. Yeah. Next crank works in room 420. <laughs> we'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kong, Kong's is 420. That address is 420, 26 Oh, Do you guys have a website? Uh, promote yourself. Oh, God. Just fight it, fight it, promote uh, yourself a little bit. Yeah, I guess our website, we got, know any web designers? Uh, <laughs> Sabertooth.co. Uh, no M, just Co, because we couldn't get M. I guess we have an IG, Sabertooth Creative, because we couldn't get. I don't know, man. Our, our, you want to do our social media shit? Like, we're, we're bad. We're bad at it. I apologize. It's just not something that 
were grew up with, basically. Uh, we forgive you. Yeah, all so the Chothers and Chother Nation forgive you as well. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Chothers. Uh, so <laughs> Sabretooth.co or uh, our Instagram, Sabretooth underscore creative, because we couldn't get something or other. So that's where we're at. And if you want to check out all the films that we uh, provided commentary for today, check out the Specialized YouTube we'll, channel. Or we'll, we'll put the links in the YouTube description. Yeah, that's Ooh, cool. I appreciate it. Because yeah. like, we did not do all of Specialized stuff. Like we did, yeah, yeah. which there's... Plenty of stuff that we did. We wish we didn't did did, but like yeah, we didn't do a lot of the stuff too. Yeah. So I'm not saying that stuff's bad. I'm just saying we didn't yeah. do that stuff. Yeah. You gotta take ownership of your own. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. You guys want to see my Jesus ad? You, what? What the Jesus ad with with Francis? I just think it's one of the fucking funniest things we did. Okay. All right. How do we find it? Go to YouTube. Um, type in. Uh, oh, I was this close to om nom nomming. I swear, <laughs> I was so close. So you can cut this off too. No, no, no. I was just gonna show it to you guys. It no, this is real. We're in now. We're, we're in. We're, in. Full in. Too late. we're still um, here. Put in Joy Squad birthday. Uh, do we have? The, oh man. Shit. What? What? Smelling salt at home. Oh. Let me see. Just would have kept it going a little longer. Scroll down. <laughs> Joy Squad. All oh, these thumbnails uh, are horrendous. No. Let me see. Are you sure it's on YouTube? Yeah, so we looked at, type in specialized, Joy Squad. Uh, yeah, you got to type specialized. All right, this is good potting. Yeah, this is fucking hilarious. Uh, this, I think it's the spirit of giving, yeah. This is, this is. Does it say 21 seconds. 104 views. Thanks, guys. Happy birthday to you. Is that just an employee of Specialized? No, that's Francis. That's the dude who's our voiceover actor. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's we had to do like five ads and whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's the way to do it, though. Yeah, I was just like singing birth, "Happy Birthday on Christmas." Is like, oh, why are you singing? Oh, it's Jesus' birthday. Uh, imagine doing a podcast with Francis. That voice would. Oh, he's he's dope. He's so talented. He plays a guitar. He's in a death metal band. I, I think he smokes like six packs of cigarettes a day. I don't know. That's good. He's voice good over artist. Voice, yeah. yeah, he's a really good voice artist. <laughs> he's he's super talented. He mimics other people's voices really well. Mm. You know, so he 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 speaks different languages if you have him speak different languages. Like he's really good. He'd be fun. Yeah. Anyways, I just I just thought you guys appreciate. Yeah. Thanks for sharing this. That was awesome. <laughs> we can sit here and watch videos all day. Yeah, we'll probably continue. We, and we would be amused. Yeah. Sure. You should. Uh, is that nom nom meaning it's over? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, well, shut, uh, shut thank off. you so much. Yeah. yeah. Much love for coming out. And, yeah, uh, you know, thanks for all the inspiration. Thanks for busting your balls and making these great things for us to watch. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for uh, inviting me. I, I do genuinely appreciate it. And leave, a, if you're listening out there, leave a comment, leave a review, do all that stuff. Thanks for the love. And as always. Are you okay? This is the intersection between stupid and stupid. Bye. We're fucking done. Thank you for listening to Feeding Off Each Other. Please subscribe for more great podcasts. <laughs>